CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What is up, Gypsy gang? We're back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And maybe I'm more stoked than ever to bring these to you. Uh, just the other day, we had the Spotify rap come out. And uh, yeah, just insane to see. I, I know too that it's not even the platform that most people listen on. Um, but it's just insane to see how many people listen to the podcast and listen to every episode of the podcast. And it's just it's one of those days when you sit back and you really uh, get some perspective on just how amazing this whole deal has been. So thank you guys so much. Uh, I think we're in year five now, which is insane to think. Um, and it just feels like we're just getting started and it feels like I'm not even really nailing it. So pretty excited. Um, thank you all for being a part of it. So uh, my guest today is a really good friend of mine. Tom Genet, he is the man behind Team Fried. Uh, he is a guy, I just, I know his hustle. I know the game that he's been in. I've been there. Um, and I know how hard he works. I know how hard it is to bring the edits of the quality that he does on the consistency that he does. I think that without Tom Genet, motocross in 2021 just isn't the same i think it's i think he's a way more important figure in the sport at the moment uh, than people might give him credit for uh so i was very excited to have tommy tenders in the studio uh and this was just a super super fun podcast uh i know tommy was a little bit nervous on if he'd be able to do three hours and we did over three hours uh and it was just really really fun he's just such a good dude so Really appreciate Tommy T for coming on the podcast and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, before we get into it though, just got to give a shout out to our sponsors that keep the lights on uh, and if you can hear noise, it's because we're at the ASBK right now. Um, MX Store, mxstore.com.au has you covered. Uh, it's getting close to Christmas. Uh, I know that as a kid, oh, I was pretty stoked anytime I got anything motocross related. So a bunch of uh, stocking stuffers or potentially even bigger uh, to get you uh, and your loved ones stocked up for the 2022 season of riding. Uh, so make sure you head to mxstore.com.au. I think everyone's pretty much saying like you got to kind of get in before the 15th, uh, just with like the whole COVID thing. So I would definitely get in early on your Christmas shopping uh, at MX Store. 
We're also brought to you by the guys at Manscaped and it is the holiday season and that means that a new stockings to be stuffed and L's to be cuffed. Well, today's sponsor Manscaped has gone global with the tools to guarantee you'll score under the tree and the mistletoe. Manscaped is the leader in men's below the waist grooming and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, and that's not my strong suit that's almost 8 million individual testicles get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code gypsy gang if i was you and you were looking for the little stocking stuffer deal uh, manscaped's best selling product is the performance package 4.0 which is the top of every man's wish list this year including me actually uh mine uh I gave mine to my dad, so I'm ready for another one. Um, inside, you'll find their lawnmower body trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. I don't really do the butt, to be honest. I kind of just let that go, um, if, if we're being honest here. Uh, and the weed whacker, ear, nose, and hair trimmer. Uh, and let's not forget about their famous liquid formulations, the crop preserver. Uh, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. These products are really good. I actually use these quite a bit. Uh, again, make sure you hurry and get to their site to ensure that the wild gift shop before the holiday season. And while you're at it, get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code GYPSYGANG. Whether this is for your dad, brother, friend, get them something that they will actually use and it is almost assured to get a laugh we're also brought to you by the guys at anti-gravity batteries uh we just got a big pack of these delivered to us the other day and it's not just batteries for your bike so first of all they've got these insane uh lithium batteries for your motorcycle um if you've got an adventure bike i would recommend getting the restart which uh basically just preserves a certain amount of voltage so that if you for some reason leave a light on or anything like that it'll kill it uh, with enough power to restart your bike so if you've got an adventure bike a trail bike something that you ride to work that's the battery that I would be going for. And then they've got a more performance battery, uh, which is incredibly lightweight for like your motocross race bikes. That's what I'm about to put inside the 350. Uh, these guys work with the guys at Pro Circuit, Monster Cowie, Star Racing. Uh, and it's not just motorbikes. They do cars, ATVs, power boats. These guys are everywhere. So, uh, and as well as that, we actually got a bunch of really cool, uh, I guess just like power brick devices, um, and different charging things, different restarters for the cars. So these guys do absolutely everything battery related. I'm a tech nerd. So these things are pretty much right up my alley. So just get on the website, antigravitybatteries.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at Fist Handwear. They just dropped chapter 17. That's insane. The new uh, Dinos Machinos glove, potentially my favorite. Uh, so fisthandwear.com, Gypsy Gang is going to get you 25% off there. And as well, make sure you check out gotheratracing.com. Uh, if you're an American listening to this, pretty much Go The Rat is the only Australian brand of gear um, that like I guess has ever really been made and done properly. It's got an insane heritage all throughout the 70s and 80s. So if you're an American listener, just do yourself a favor and go to gotheratracing.com just to check out a, a bit of like Australian motocross history. Um, also, the guys at Rival, you can head to rivalinkdesignco.com and the guys at crickstweed.com.au if you're in the market for a new or used car. That's it for the ads. Tommy Tenders on the podcast right now. 
Team Fraud, let's go! From the gang yeah, I'm sending uh, Jason some footage that Brock got on his iPad and airdropped to me. Instead huh. of just airdropping it to him, I'm like the middleman, and I'm trying to send it to him now. He's like, hey, do you have those videos? Do the plug, bro. <laughs> airdrop our, plug. How is our boy? Good man, yeah, good. I mean, for from what I've seen, I feel like yeah, pretty, uh, pretty good. But yeah. obviously, you know, it's uh, test track season. Everybody's probably pretty dialed, but nah, I think he, I think he's 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 looking pretty solid. It was sketchy today though. We were at Glen Helen and um, windy as fuck. It was like windy, yeah, dusty. Fucking track was and like at PC they have. Um, like honestly i feel like the longest set of whoops out of all the test tracks and dude it was <laughs> so gnarly <laughs> dude can you imagine going to work every day and having to fucking face that shit oh my god like no wonder they get yeah, over no it thanks yeah yeah like i get crazy nervous when i go to certain like jujitsu classes because i know certain people train on certain days so it's like you go like, oh man, I know I'm going to have to deal with this motherfucker. So it's like, that's probably yeah. what they feel like when they go to that track. It's like, they're, they're like, all right, it's windy, long ass whip section going to be sketchy. Yeah. They've probably just got mad anxiety like the rest of us. Yeah. Then you have like 250 guys who are like, like obviously there's like Jeb Reynolds who's like learning Supercross right now. Mm. And it's like, fuck dude, Jason's doing a 20 right now. I got to move. <laughs> <laughs> Get out the way. Uh, well uh all right tom janae is in the building we're uh we're locking in for a a proper gypsy tales podcast which i'm pretty excited about mate yeah dude for uh thanks for having me this is uh it's crazy i know like we probably wanted to do this with like the whole crew but um yeah i mean at some point we'll definitely do it everyone's pretty pretty busy right now and i figured why not why not hop on here and like just just talk about whatever yeah no it's it's pretty sick timing actually um but yeah you can sort of feel like everyone's fully in the mode at the moment you know it's like everyone's either slow trying to get into like the holiday mode or you got like the boys are just in like full grind mode it's so hectic how it works for those guys to be you know, like everyone's slowing down for Christmas or wants to slow down for Christmas, but those boys just can't take their foot off the gas at all. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I, and especially right now, we're like about to end November. And I think, I mean, obviously, I'm just like filming and I just watch everything. But um, I feel like that's got to be the toughest um, month for these guys, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, just getting past that and then now you know you have one more month before everything kicks off and you're like all right like we kind of were establishing ourselves our base or whatever they call it and uh now we just have to kind of like keep keep grinding it's Mm. crazy yeah it's just the weirdest time of the year for him to do it so yeah i want to start this off by presenting you with an award it is the (laughs) 2021 mr motocross award i feel like (laughs) <laughs> in terms of a, a contribution to the global motocross community, I feel like you're my guy for 2021. You fucking 
crushed it. I honestly feel like you saved the outdoors. Like you're per- you personally, with the edits that you did for pro motocross <laughs> and then the team fried videos, I think you saved motocross. So I'm going to give you flowers on that one and uh, I'll get some kind of award made. Maybe it's an annual thing, but I feel like that's you for 2021, mate. Thanks. Uh, that, that's, that's awesome. That's, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, dude, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Like for me, um, I just want to be at the races. I don't really, I just the races and, <clears throat> and film cool shit, I guess. And, um, yeah, thanks. That, that uh, means a lot to me. Um, it's cool. I wasn't, I was unfortunately not able to do, um, Supercross this year cause there was still like COVID restrictions and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like, um, it was almost like a, a break for me, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, like what is going on? Like everyone's going racing and I'm just at the practice tracks trying to film, trying to keep up with team fried vlogging and everything. And, um, and I think that almost reset my motivation mm. to for outdoors, um, knowing that I had that gig and I was just so excited to be back racing. Like, I think, um, well, I was at Salt Lake for su- uh, Supercross, the finale, and I was able to just witness that as a fan, which was cool. But um, there's seriously, like, there's no better feeling um, than being on the track and, like, right before the first main or first moto and they have the national anthem playing and everything. It's like, dude, it's it's crazy. Yeah, man, I, that's that's pretty interesting you say that because you kind of got forced to have the Supercross season off. And yeah, it just seems like this year, man, there was just a crazy commitment on your end to putting out the content from Team Fried and then all the Pro Motocross stuff. And like, yeah, honestly, it I'd sent you multiple messages throughout the season just on like Insta clips <laughs> yeah. and stuff, you know, just like little things. I'm like, fuck yes like this is reminding me of super uh, of motocross this is keeping this championship in the forefront of my brain just because you're making this fucking dope shit for everyone to watch and then every single monday me and rones would sit in here and put like the team fried vlog on the big screen from the weekend and yeah it just seemed like I mean, I've always been a fan, but it just seemed like this year, everything just on your end went to a new level. And and as well, too, like, I know the film game, obviously, from filming yeah. for so long. Like, that was essentially, that's like, if I did an apprenticeship in anything or if I did, like, a degree, a college degree in anything, it's like filming. And uh, the thing is, like, I know with you, you're not using any crazy equipment. There's no, like kind of heavy effects there's no like there's nothing that you're doing other than just like pure creativity like the it's film it's edit and it's music and it's like you're just doing the three most simple things really right and i think that that's like super hard to do so i think for for someone that like didn't get new gear and didn't get crazy cameras and didn't do all this extra shit it's like you're it's your creativity was just the thing that stepped up so big and that's pretty hard to do as a filmer. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, it's crazy. I, I, um, obviously I would love to, um, one day get a red or just any big, big camera. I had a, my first real like camera was, um, an FS 700. I'm sure you know how like big those things are. And with like the detachable lenses. Um, and then I kind of, 
once uh, the the new mirrorless cameras came out, I got one of those and it just became way more compact. And I'm like, dude, this is so, this is so much nicer. And um, and then now I just have like the new like this new camcorder zoom cam, and I kind of just use that for the most part. And um, I don't know. I I think for this year, I kind of I don't know. It's 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 crazy. I'm trying to like put my words together right now. Um, no, that's so good. Like, I I don't know. It, it, it everything goes with trends too. Um, and also I think over the years of um, being able to do this, filming and traveling and the people that I've worked with, I've been influenced and like gained a lot of like things from everybody, and um, kind of brought that all together. Um, and still doing that. And I think this year it was just kind of a yeah, just collectively mm. all of that inspiration. Um, a lot of skateboarding too. Um, I work with like Matt uh, Rice, who yeah. is, skates. He's been skating his whole life, and um, even before that, when I was doing Verb and Evergood with um, Eric Shirk, like both of them, like dude, we were <laughs> we were going on road trips, and they would go around like stopping to go skating. So I'm just like chilling in the car or whatever. I'm like, dude, fuck this. But yeah. at the same time, cause I can't skate. So that's why I'm just like, dude, fuck this. But at the same time, um, we watch like so many videos together and I get a lot of um, inspiration definitely from, from skateboarding and um, a lot of other things. I mean, <laughs> you could, you can tell that there is a different, uh, like influences and stuff that come through and i think like your music taste and it's simple shit like this is me being like a film nerd breaking down the videos that i see this is more so team fraud um but like the decision to have real speed clips with no music just like little little things that that you're doing that just it starting to create like this real tom Genet style um and it's it's just yeah it's little details that that you're putting in there and again it's just like the simplicity of it is i think what what's sort of like making it so good as well yeah it's crazy that you say that too because just on the way here i was talking with my friend and uh i feel like um with video for me at the like at the end of the day i kind of almost want to like like I'm a dirt biker, so uh, I grew up racing, and I watched all the videos growing up, movies and everything, and um, obviously, like, the filming and everything is cool, but at the end of the day, you're you're trying to watch the rider and what they're mm. doing, so I, I feel like that's what I really want to showcase, you know, is um, just, yeah, just, like, kind of raw, like, dude, fucking a raw clip of Tomac going for the pass at Hangtown that I got like of Cooper, like that shit was crazy. Sorry, Cooper, yeah. like, but like, you know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was wild. And like, just like little shit like that and um, raw moments, like just podiums and, and just different, different shit. Obviously like the slow-mo and editing stuff is really cool too. And I think I'm, well, I'm really picky though with like music and how it has to like cut to the beat and stuff. Cause I'm just strictly just hard cut. I don't really do yeah. that much editing. I'll put like a film burn over something that I feel is like a weird cut. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, I just do hard cutting and I'm just trying to showcase like, um, whatever I got from my perspective. Like I, this, this summer too, I was really trying to, um, uh, kind of like remind myself, like, um, you know, this is like five or, well, no, definitely not five, 
but like as a like as a kid growing up racing, you know, um, my hometown or local races were um, the Northeast Nationals, and that's about it. I was able to go to MetLife later on and go to Daytona, but that was like you know the five times or four um, times a year to see these guys in person, and then mm. <clears throat> that's it. You know what I mean? You can see it on YouTube or whatever, but at the time, social media wasn't that crazy. So now. I'm almost like reminding myself, like, dude, just think about the people that go to um, Washougal. You know, those mm. guys, they're kind of far up northeast, northwest. And, you know, they're going to have Seattle, maybe going to, down to California to do a trip like that. But some of those people, they get to see those guys one time a year. So mm. I feel like my role as being with a camera, having access is to kind of make these people like feel like they're there, you know, and um just yeah, no. I I love that you actually think you about it real quick. <laughs> I love that you actually think <laughs> about uh it in those terms too. You know, like that it's not because uh, mm -hmm. I guess that all sort of adds to it is you know there is inspiration on that end to you. You know, I think that's like there's some legitimate mm -hmm. art in that. Yeah, and like uh, I don't know, it's. It's crazy. I, I'm still basic. I'm I'm a super fan. You know what I mean. I'm just mm. I love this shit. Like I trip out still to this day. Like I'm on the I'm on the fucking podium with, you know, Fernandez. He just won the championship. I'm fucking right there. It's crazy. And um, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it's just what I I try to I guess remind myself of that stuff. And I and I I, I always do. You know, I'm I love mm. this shit in general. Um, like I don't. Obviously money, you got to have, you got to make some money to kind of keep going. And I've been super grateful, um, with like all the opportunities that I've had, um, along this wave that I'm calling, I feel like I'm just big wave surfing and just trying to keep riding it right now. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, um, it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's wild. A, <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of is because like, you know, like you said, you're just this super fan young kid that grew up racing and then you know i mean i think we've probably got some parallels in the fact that you know both grew up racing both knew we weren't fast enough to be a pro both got a camera you know yeah. so i think it's a pretty similar <laughs> kind of story for a lot of people that kind of work in and around uh the industry uh but you know i think mm -hmm. the filming is probably it's such like a it's such a hard one because the, I feel like the end result is probably like the most glamorous end result. Like if you put out a really dope video, like a really dope team for ride that just blows up and everyone's pumped. It's like, that's hero shit. But in terms to, of actually yeah. creating it, it's the least glamorous. It's the most work. It's the heaviest yeah. equipment. <laughs> it's like the gnarliest <laughs> editing time. It's, you know, so it's uh i think being a filmer it's like almost high risk high reward kind of it's like you really got to put in the most amount of effort but you also kind of get the most amount of shine if you dope at it yeah yeah it's crazy i think the um yeah the the end result is really nice um for me i feel like being there like Dude, I gotta stop saying like. Sorry, I'm, I gotta stop. I, I was telling myself <laughs> I gotta stop saying that. Um, I need but to for me, well, dude, I uh, <laughs> for me, uh, just being there this past trip to Europe, um, the last yeah uh, la last moto 
when they did their parade lap, I'm just standing there. I'm like, dude, what the fuck, man? I have like goosebumps. And uh, I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Like I'm, I'm here filming this shit in Italy. Traveled all, all on my own, basically. I met up with like my friends, um, Ben and Rob. Um, but it, it was just crazy, just that moment. And, and all these, uh, just all these races, honestly, um, it just, it's crazy. And, I, and, and with video too, you kind of have the best spot in the house compared mm. to anybody at those races, other than the rider themselves. You have the best spot in the house. You're able to see this shit up close and go anywhere. And go up to the podium and, you know, obviously, you know, you have to give these guys spaces. And for the most part, I try to just film the, just the cool moments in riding. I don't really give a shit about what, um, you know, clickers they're putting on the bike or to, I really don't give a yeah. I honestly, like growing up racing, dude, I just know where the throttle is and like Kickstarter and RIP and, uh, <laughs> and that, yeah, that's it. I just, I'm just trying to film dirt bikes and have Tomac go ripping by me or Jason throw a six, scr- I don't know, just anything like that. You know, just what the people would want to see. I feel like or myself growing up as a dirt bike fan still am. Uh, I just try to showcase that, I guess. So Mr. Motocross, what was your highlight <laughs> of the, uh, 21 season? What's the most ridiculous shit that you personally saw go down give us the top 10 because there's like some crazy moments uh fuck 10 all right i don't know if i can do this like all in order but um, obviously still fresh on my mind italy was just insane um that whole trip it was it was crazy um that was super last minute this was like maybe two or three weeks before the race and uh, the points was just getting kind of close. And I was like, dude, this is kind of, this is kind of getting good. And yeah. I didn't have too much going on. So I was like, one day I just said, I just like, fuck it. Let me look at flights real quick. And um, I found a flight from LAX to Milan for 700 bucks. It was fucking crazy. So <laughs> I, I, so I and everything else on these select dates, though, it was from the Thursday before the race weekend to the Thursday right after the last race. And uh, I was like, oh, man, maybe I can stay a little longer. So I looked at other dates and everything else was like two thousand bucks. So um, I just bit the bullet. I was like, fuck it. I'm getting this and then I'll figure out the rest after. And uh, it was it was it was worth it. It was crazy. Like the whole trip itself, the Euro fans, the riders um yeah those guys too it's crazy and i think it's it's kind of the same for australia but um they have so much respect for everybody in the u.s and Mm. it's crazy like like these guys over here like gods to them over there and it's like over here we have the same amount of respect i don't know if maybe this not in the whole moto audience around here but I think for like really core people in moto, they do like you have to give hats off to the Euros and even mm. Australians do. Those guys are gnarly. And I, uh, I love that country. It's if I could move anywhere outside of the US one day, if I can just like say, fuck it, I'm moving. I think it'd be Australia. Yeah, Australia's pretty dope, bro. <laughs> I can't wait till all you boys <laughs> come back. I was actually texting with Adam Bailey this morning. Um, he said they've got some pretty like massive plans for the um those next like supercrosses as they do over here so it'd be pretty stoked yeah um all right so what was one of the crazy moments of the euro trip because all right so team fried yeah euro trip (laughs) vlog music 
on point, riding footage, on point. Shout out for including Jed and Wilson Todd, a couple of Aussie boys shredding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, the I think maybe my favorite footage of the entire year was the uh oh fuck i got goosebumps thinking about the uh caroli cold play like fuck off come on are you serious oh yeah yeah come, yeah, come yeah. On. yeah it was it was wild and to be honest uh that whole thing was kind of inspired so uh <laughs> this is super random i've always listened to cold play growing up um and it kind of fell off. Like, you know, it's just their, their like OG shit was really, really good. Um, and then it just got radio music and it's cool or whatever. But um, yeah, one day I was just going, I think I was on my way to go golf with um, Gage Shear Jeezy and his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they were like, they were listening to the soundtrack and they played that Coldplay song. And I was like, fuck, man, this is, this is pretty good. And I forget if this was before, I think this was before the Italy trip. And uh, I was like, dude, this would be really dope for uh, like an emotional piece with Cairoli. Like I already instantly kind of like thought about it. And um, yeah, it was it was crazy. That was like honestly the only part that I had figured out in my head. And the rest Before I was just went. kind of freestyling. Yeah. And the rest I just once I got back and looked at all through whole footage, I kind of pieced it all together. Like throughout the weekend, I was just um, kind of in my head thinking about, all right, what am I going to do with this and that? Mm. Cause it was just one track for fucking, I don't know how many races I filmed EMX and all those days. So it was just one track and having to just try and fucking be a little creative with just that yeah. one area and all those dudes, it was, it was wild. And, um, yeah, the whole trip was crazy to meet all those guys. I knew a couple of them, but, um, yeah, it's wild. Like, I don't know if it's team fried or just me or whatever, but like some of those guys, I was able to see like hurlings and, uh, the day before. So I do stuff for racer X and, yeah. um, the day before we were trying to get an interview with him, um, after he won the first race and, um, we were in a line with a bunch of media people. And then somebody from the team was like, Hey guys, like not, not tonight. So we all had to dip. And the next day, I think, uh, or whatever, a couple days later, it was like an EMX day. So he was just chilling at the truck. And um, uh, I got to see him. And I was like, yo, dude, like, sorry for, uh, like, bothering you that other night about getting the race. He's like, wait, why? He's like, dude, he's like, if you told me, you could have just came into the truck. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was just tripping on that stuff. Um, and I was able to talk with him for a couple, uh, couple minutes. He just asked how we were doing and him and yeah, it was wild. And a bunch of other dudes. Um, like I went to go to dinner with uh, Jed and Wilson, I think yeah. once or twice, I think. Um, yeah, they're good lads, dude. I fucking yeah. love them. Yeah, and, uh, and that was actually my first time uh, formally meeting Jed actually in person. We've only messaged a little bit on Instagram and I knew of him and, and he would kind of, I think he would live through Benny's snaps because he would always yeah. send it to Jed. So he knew, obviously, of me. And uh, yeah, we, we fucking clicked right away. It was cool. And, uh, and then I also met up with uh, Guadagnini, um, yeah. the Italian MX2 rider, and his friends. And this whole year, we've uh, always been messaging him because he loves what we do here. And he's trying to do the same over there with his friends. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's kind of crazy. Um, it, they're like three guys... I think. And, um, they're all like best friends growing up. Like the two friends, they don't like, they'd like moto, but they don't really come from moto. Yeah. Um, one of them does, excuse me. Sorry, boys. 
And, uh, and yeah, it was crazy. I went to go out to dinner with them. Um, cause we talked all year and we swapped, uh, apparel and, and yeah. And they're so Italian. Like it was wild, the, the language <laughs> barrier, but the respect was there. And yeah, dude, that kid's rad. He's really cool. He spends like the days, uh, before the races at EMX, just like filming other kids and giving them love. It's, it's cool. That's so rad. Yeah. I mean, uh, to branch off that, I think that, I mean, it's probably something that, like we'll get into like later, but I really think yeah. that you're entering this period and, or like you've kind of crossed this like threshold of like, everyone knows who you are now. Like that you're not out of place being on, you know what I mean? Like guys coming up, like Hurlings knows who you are. Like everybody knows who you are now through like the work that you've done so i mean as a as a like a fan and as a guy that's still like the kid that you still are you know what i mean it's like you'd be tripping out but there is like such a massive amount of respect like i don't know a person that you know doesn't like your work doesn't like the you know the videos that you put out that isn't on board with the team fried thing like i think you guys have legitimately created a movement you're inspiring like a whole new generation um of you know of like riders and young young kids and so i mean to go over there and to like hear that people have that kind of respect for you like that's not a surprise to me yeah it's just it's wild like I guess we we signed up for it or I signed up for it, you know, with the, the vlogging and everything that we did earlier. And um, I, I, my personality, I love having the attention around like my group of friends and stuff. And I kind of like the attention. But at the same time, it's like really overwhelming. And I'm not trying to like sound yeah, like, oh, yeah. fucking I'm at the races and everybody. But yeah. it's a little overwhelming. And I think especially this summer, um, I had to hold it down on my own at the races because Jason was out and hurt. And Matt was just he was with him. So um, I was just on my own. And then at every podium, it's like deep fried and it's it's the craziest feeling, but also really overwhelming yeah. because also in the back of my head, I'm like, Oh dude, I hope I'm not like causing a ruckus or anything either. Um, and then I look back on my footage. I'm like, dude, this is fucking, this is cool. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, to have like support from those, from those people. It's, it's wild. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Just a super fan. Uh, fun fact, actually, uh, Dean Wilson was my favorite rider growing up pretty yeah. much like when I was like really into racing, I had to have like the red gloves, the neck brace, everything like Dino yeah. was the guy. So when I first met him, that was like truly the day I was like, dude, this is crazy, crazy. And like meeting RC and stuff, that was really cool. But I think like meeting Dean um, was wild. I don't know for some reason, just cause I'm like thinking of myself at, you know, the nationals in 2009 to 12 and even before, um, just all those guys, but yeah, just Dean. It was weird. <laughs> it's uh, fucking Dean. It, yeah, and then it, then you meet him, and he's like the most normal dude of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing too. I uh, like first time I was able to come out to California, I was almost like I was. St- I was obvious. I'm still a super fan, but at the time I was like, dude, there's no like these guys are full on athletes. They don't fuck around. They just, they train. That's it. And then I was like, oh wait, like, dude, everyone's like just pretty normal. Yeah. (laughs) It's not, it's not, I mean, it's serious, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, 
we're all human, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that that's one of the things that, um, like if anyone <laughs> will give out some free game on this podcast right now, if you're a person that wants to, uh, make it, wants to be a Tom Janae or wants to fucking have a podcast or whatever it is, it's like, you've got to have this like reverence for people and you've got to have this respect and you've got to look up to them, but you also just have to be a really fucking normal person. Like, you know, when you meet people, like you can't fan out, you can't like people that are at that level yeah. where like you want to fan out over them, the surefire way to like make sure that you have like no further engagement with that person is to actually super fan out. Yeah. So it's like you, you're one of the yeah. people that's got that balance figured out where it's like, you're a super fan, but you also have the ability to treat those people just like completely normal you know and i and i think that's like the point some yeah people miss. yeah and it's crazy and i i feel like at the same time like as a writer or just even as me anyone that's like that talks to me um it's just super humbling like it's it's crazy that there's people that are out there that actually like want to meet you or talk to you mm. take photos whatever um and i think with riders especially though they deal with that so much at the races that mm -hmm. when they're away from it, they don't really expect it. So I think it catches them off guard. Like, imagine if, I don't know, the first day that I ever met Jason at the track, it's like, yo, man, can I, uh, can I get a jersey off of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, like, yo, like, dude, like before he's going out riding, he's like setting sag. I'm just like taking a selfie, like shooting with Jason today. Like, yeah. you know, in my head, I'm like, fucking holy shit. I'm like filming at the test track right now. But, you know, you have to also be like, all right, like you got to fucking just kind of play it cool at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's just like trying to get a chick. Like you ain't going to be going out and, fucking, yeah. you know, going yeah. too, too hard on it. No one likes it. No one likes uh, yeah. someone that's too thirsty, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm still working on that game right now, but fuck. <laughs> yeah, there's sometimes you got to just keep it cool, but <laughs> But no, it is it is pretty cool uh, to see like you can you know you can see that there's like a team fried takeover. It's fucking out of control to watch and like even you know some of the pro motocross cuts that you have to do. I can tell that you're like, dude, shut the fuck up and just give me some pro motocross shit. Like, don't give me the team fried. You know, like you get, yeah. you're like mid you're like mid serious yeah. fucking Basha podium shot. He's like team motherfucking fried and you're just like. I'm but, like, dude, I mean, I love it. I know. I love it. I'm here for it, but I got a job to do. <laughs> I know. I should like maybe next year do two cuts of every fan that I film. Like they yell team fan. I'm like, yo, can I get like a racer X or promoto or something? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then honestly, uh, this year I only brought it at red, but I had a handheld mic that I would use for the post race conference. Um, I brought it with me to the podium and I just wanted to just toss it around to fans and dude, it was fucking so gnarly. I was like, there's no way I can run this shit anywhere else, but like team fried. Yeah, dude, I so, bet it was, I bet yeah, it was hectic. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And at the same time, like I was saying before I was on my own, it was so overwhelming. Um, I think if I really took advantage of that whole deal and I interviewed actually a fuck ton of people, it would have, that, that itself could have been a video, you know? Mm. Um, and I think that's what we're trying to work on. Like we're going to try and, um, I think expand. I mean, dude, at the end of the day, I'm just doing fucking videos for this shit. And that's literally, that's literally it. I'm just trying to kind of build this 
um, myself and the sport altogether, if that mm. makes sense. Just yeah. kind of nothing but just good vibes and let's like put stuff out and um, yeah, hopefully we can try and make things better next year. And with um, Jason being on the new bike and stuff too, that's going to mm. be, I think, really exciting. I, I don't know. I wonder how it's going to be. I think, um, yeah, I think it'll be crazy though. Yeah, I think he's going to kill it. Uh, how old are you now? 24. Yeah, see, fuck, dude. You're still so young, man. Like, I forget. <laughs> yeah. how, dude, you probably were like 17 when I met you. Fuck, maybe even younger. Yeah, um, so probably like, I'm trying to think. Um, I was like fully on the road, basically, like right after high school. Like, I, I didn't go to college. I went... But I got really lucky with that whole deal. The whole shit is crazy, honestly. Um, I, I went to high school, and at the time, I was racing, like, entering high school. I was racing, trying to go to Loretta's for C-Class. Fucking <laughs> didn't make it, and I was kind of getting over it. And at the same time, I was taking a video class at uh, high school, and, like, the shit, the class was actually, it was really, really good. Like, we learned everything. It was kind of college-level stuff. So I was able to take advantage of that and do that for, I think, three years in high school and uh, and learn just a lot just directly right off that. And um, then just opportunities came. It, it was crazy. Like the whole verb thing is is wild. Just I think I mean, right now, honestly, if the, if I never met Eric Shirk, I, I that's it. I would have none of this would have happened straight up. So I have to like that's the one guy like give all thanks to for real because like if i never met him and he gave me the opportunity to uh create a video this was at my local track by the way they were um verb was like on a on a tour and the weekend before their filmer i think it was ashton at the time broke his oh, uh, yeah. broke something yeah so they brought in a filmer and um yeah so they were kind of down a filmer and i was just some kid in high school like oh man you guys want a video and i was just like just you know just trying to beat out there and i was got the yes where normally at every race it's like hey sorry but we're all good we have everybody so that right there I, you know i just ran away with it and made something and west was like damn that was actually pretty good like how old are you blah 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 and then the following weekend they had their verb classic at mx207 shout mm. out danny stewart track is bitching too yeah and um yeah Wes was like dude um if you want to come up like we can definitely use an extra hand like we don't really have budget to give you we'll get you gas money and for me i'm like dude fuck yeah so um i was working at a sandwich job at the time a like shitty high school deli job and um i remember i was like i, I brought down like my boss and i was like hey um i know i'm on schedule this weekend but i have a huge opportunity right now to go up to maine and film like this dirt bike race for this company blah 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 and she's just like, all right, like, like either you go there or you stay here. But like, if you go there, you're not allowed to come back here. And I was like, peace. Like, <laughs> fucking, I didn't even hesitate. And at the same time, my parents were all on board. I wasn't even, I wasn't even old enough to drive myself across state borders at the time. Really? So my parents were like, oh yeah, yeah. And, and at the time, um, yeah, I mean, all of this too, um, is from my dad my dad's like a crazy moto fan his whole life so i i've been influenced definitely by him so for him hearing that i had the opportunity to go film with verb he's like dude that's awesome my mom was stoked and they're like well we'll make a vacation out of it that weekend we'll drop you off at the track and we'll go visit the area and um yeah it was it was crazy and then i was able to do verb and you know so on and so forth it's uh 
shit's fucking crazy. I'm not, honestly, I'm not, um, <clears throat> I'm not like really, uh, I'm not religious, but, um, I am kind of a believer in like spirituality and like just shit in general with like life, everything happening for a reason. And, um, yeah, it just, it's, it's fucking crazy, man. It really is. Yeah. That, that, uh, I mean, in truth too, man, I owe, I, well, I feel like I owe my career to Wes as well. Like when I left yeah. Australia. Yeah, and Wes, sorry, Shirky and Wes. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of like, I guess Shirky's the guy, but then, it, you know, Wes was the dude kind of running the shit. Um, but yeah, to me, it was like I started filming, you know, the Aussie stuff and I just literally was like trying to copy verb. It was like, all right, I... Yeah there's no Australian verb. So that's the coolest thing in moto to me. So I'll just do that in Australia. And then I'd send on Facebook messenger, I'd send shit to West and be like, Hey man, like if you guys want to run this on verb, then have at it. And, uh, and then they started running some shit and then I went there and it, you know, one thing led to another and you know, it's, uh, it was a fucking crazy machine, dude. Verb like so many people that are killing it in this industry right now came through yeah. that like verb university yeah straight up and like uh and on top of that like everything was for me influenced by verb as well verb and everything a little bit else i was able to see but definitely verb and and all these videos and um yeah and you probably know as well working there honestly i think the first thing to do working in moto with verb was probably the best thing to happen because mm. it is a fucking grind like mm-hmm. Loretta's week or Minio's week, any of those weeks, dude, bro, you're sleeping fucking like four hours, not even. And you're filming, you've got shit to do, post, somebody's got to go to McDonald's to post this shit on YouTube and this and that. And it's fucking crazy. And then I think if you can like, you know, work off of that, dude, you can kind of fucking do anything at that point. Dude, I totally agree. Alex, I hope you fucking listening. I got two Grommies that are working for me. <laughs> Shout out to Ronan. He's been here a year and uh, he's, I feel like he's uh, done. He, I think he's through the hardest yards of his, uh, the start of his career, you know, like, cause yeah, you're coming out of school yeah. and you're going straight into yeah. like gnarly shit. Like we don't have the budgets. We yeah. don't have the, you know, like we don't have the support. This ain't no, no, like if we yeah. don't kill it every single month, like there's just not money for the next month. And, you know, to yeah. be, to be young and to be thrown into like that environment and dude some of the hot to this day some of the hardest i've ever worked is at races with wes and you know we're going away we're going away this weekend to shoot the stuff with jack and it's like it's gonna be a pretty gnarly schedule this week and i'm gonna push the boys like in the same way that that we got pushed when we were uh working with verb because dude like some of those shoots we were doing were fucking crazy like we had so much content to post we had like the internet was shit the cameras we had to use like the (laughs) the computers were so slow like the whole process to you know to make the kind of videos that like a loretta's week or a moto spy or a you know you're doing verb platinums as well as doing red bull content and it's just like never fucking stops it's like at some point for 24 hours a day it feels like there's someone at a computer editing and 
I mean, they're some of the yeah. favorite times of my life, honestly, dude. And I had like yeah. no oh, money. Yeah. <laughs> I just had like a camera, a backpack, and we were just wherever the fuck we were filming. And that was, that was life. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. You know what? For me with Verb, um, I was kind of on the end of it at that, mm, that area yeah. of Verb. So I was able to work with Wes on a certain shoots. And every time I was just stressing the fuck out. And, uh, I was just dude, working my ass off just to make sure I was, you know, fucking impressed Wes, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, all that shit though is crazy. And then after that, um, yeah, I think, I think if you went, if you were able to work in that environment, dude, you can, bro, you can, you can do anything. And those guys, I feel like they definitely got a bunch of they did during Loretta's week and everything before even I was like filming. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. They were putting out sh like, bro, you had moto recaps um a bunch of shit and honestly even uh mxp tv matt wozny yeah he was a one-man team too like that's fucking crazy yeah. he was on his own out there with a camera and he's fucking putting up battle re battle recaps crash recaps fucking everything and on top of that he'll probably put a music edit at the end of the weekend i'm like bro does this guy like sleep like what the hell it's crazy those yeah. that those days it's 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 crazy and uh, and now too with Instagram there's not I feel like the same amount as um it's a different grind it's a totally different grind I think it's still a grind definitely with um, social media and and there's still client work as well um, but dude that shit back in the day like you can go on YouTube right now and go watch recaps from fucking 2010 motos of amateurs and probably find a bunch of shit yeah yeah dude it was uh yeah it was a crazy time and that that was like a pretty gnarly apprenticeship to do and and i mean i like to the technical workflow of this podcast nowadays i mean i've got the exact same mentality like you know building this studio out and then the computer side of it and like the way we organize our files like i still name the files in the way that wes names folders you know so it's like yeah. all my shit yeah. is archived even in the same way so for me yeah it was just the most valuable apprenticeship that i could have done is working with those guys like seeing i mean dude there was there was a time we were shooting uh we were shooting moto spy at one point uh so that was like one of the series that we were doing and then wes was shooting war machines and remember, do you remember in War Machines, like the Phantom clips of Jason and, and Kenny doing those whips? Yeah. So that Phantom, dude, I didn't have batteries for it. So I had a fucking a Honda generator and I was running around with a Phantom Flex oh. in one hand and a generator. I heard this story. <laughs> in the other one, dude. And Bro. it was like two 20-minute motos. I was fucked. Like, comp And we drove... Yeah. We drove from uh, Ricky's house the day before to get there. So it was like eight hour drive from Florida, <laughs> uh, from Georgia, basically Georgia to Florida. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, straight onto the track at Alden's. And it was just this like psychotic level of work. And then you'd go play around a golf and then you'd sit and edit all night and then you'd do it all again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> And then on top of that, like if you have one battery, you, you, maybe you're probably good for the first moto, but it's pretty fucking low for the second one. So you're trying to charge it as quick as you can. You're like, all right, fuck, uh, 54%. All right. Yeah, that's probably good enough. Let's run it. 
Oh, dude. Yeah, it was good times, man. But I think I think you're right. Like, yeah, if you can kind of get through that grind and and like that's one thing. That's one thing I will say that with like film kids nowadays is that they like they want money straight away. They're like mm-hmm. everyone's got a fucking day rate. Everyone's got their yeah. expect. It's just like, dude, eat some shit for a minute. Like, l- prove yeah, yeah. prove what you are actually worth because it's like there's guys out there that have really really fucking you know grinded hard for this and it it takes a long time to get good like legitimately good you know yeah and yeah it's crazy like i feel like too um for me my biggest gig kind of to kind of get my name my whole goal was um especially with my instagram my first one i had to delete it like 30 Mm. something thousand followers i remember that I was bummed, but at the same time, like my goal with that was just to establish myself and have the industry, people in the industry know who I am. And then they're like, Hey, we can contact him for this or whatever. So, um, I feel like my first like big thing was, uh, probably too stinking with stink dog. Like yeah. that shit was, that was crazy. And, um, yeah, I can't give it thanks enough to him and everybody else involved in that. Um, Dude, that yeah, that summer was wild, and I think what that was what 2016, I think. So, fuck, man, I was young, man. I was I wasn't able to, <laughs> I wasn't able to drink or anything, and uh, dude, I'm pretty sure I don't know if I could get in trouble for this, but I, <laughs> I had a fake ID at the time, and uh, dude, I was so fucking ballsy with it around stank too, and uh, I was like, <laughs> it was in Vegas before the outdoor started. And dude, I was just running that thing everywhere. I was playing slots and I was like, yeah, fucking fake ID. <laughs> it was bad. But that whole summer in general, dude, it was it was crazy. I was able to hit the road majority of the time with them. Uh, There's a couple of times where I would fly back home. Um, but yeah, that shit was a grind. And two, I think it was awesome just to be uh, with the privateer grind. You know, it's not like you can just mm. fucking show up to a dirt bike race and you just start shooting rocks in, in the team like you kind of, you know, got to work your way in there. And, you know, that yeah, and was, I think, um, it was, it was cool. Yeah. And I think that's like a, that's a good point too, man. Cause like, if you, if you're a filmmaker and you want to make dope shit, it's like anyone can make rocks and look good. Anyone can make, you know, the factory life look good. So they, to get in and, and do, you know, like the grind and be creative with, you know a privateered team and you're not having all the sexy shit you're not getting all the dope rising you're not on the podium spraying champagne like if you can figure out how to make that a vibe then that's some creative shit yeah 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 definitely and that's dude that shit was crazy it was a vibe it was definitely a vibe and um i think we all did a really good job just taking advantage of that whole opportunity stank wrote his ass off on the Mm. 125 um Gillen was running the wrench like dude that whole trip and it's crazy because it still kind of feels like yesterday mm. um that whole trip was wild we dude i think the number one meal ate on that trip had to be popeye's chicken tenders 100 <laughs> percent fucking stank and me got along real well with that shit we were always down to go do that and uh like biscuits and gravy in the morning for breakfast like that's right there and um honestly i wasn't really a big iced tea fan but that right there that summer jared loves unsweet iced tea and uh that was his go-to and like fans would bring it to us and stuff and it's funny because jason loves that shit the same bro i i'm surrounded by unsweet iced tea everywhere 
I literally <laughs> That's dude, good though I don't mind it Eight years in America I never drank sweet tea one time No unsweet Not sweet Oh yeah But even I just never yeah. drank any Yeah no sugar I was sugar. just like uh, This isn't yeah. really yeah, this isn't I'm a not really a tea guy yeah. Yeah, yeah Give me some English breakfast I'll drink it here and there Yeah late <laughs> night English breakfast <laughs> I'm, I'm down for that <laughs> English breakfast. Uh, I was with Ben and his brother in Italy. And fuck, those guys are so English. <laughs> they, dude, what I was love it? it was like Benny, porridge. Man. We got some porridge. <laughs> dude, I love that. Oh, uh, me guy. too. Um, yeah, the, it was nice. dude. I, I I will say. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, go no, ahead. You go. You go. It's your podcast. Um, I will say, dude. I fucking love being around. Uh, other english-speaking countries whether it's south uh, south africans english yeah. aussies kiwis dude i fucking love it i i feel like i'm always just so like just pumped to like talk to somebody from there and uh especially well australia Eng i mean all those countries everyone's so nice i feel like from there um we're all i feel like we're pretty nice here um but fuck it's just, it's just uh it's cool and i love the slang i love the aussie slang it's fucking it's i i I wonder, I wonder what it is though like i wonder because i mean i definitely felt that when i lived over there everyone was just so pumped to be around aussies and like party with aussies and i don't like i don't even i don't know if it's just a bias that you guys have it's like confirmation bias so it's like that story is like so told that as soon as there's an aussie around it just like you instantly switch into that gear no for for me i don't even uh I don't know if I really like, obviously I feel like if you look at like nitro circus, half those fuckers yeah. are Australian, like you're yeah. crazy you guys are crazy. But at the same time, uh, I don't know. You just get that vibe from, um, anywhere, like, especially in moto, I guess it's different cause they're pumped to like talk about team fry and stuff. But, um, you just get such a like good, good vibe from, uh, people down there. And when I went for the first time, um, it was Sydney and what, 17. So, yeah. It would have been like 17. Yeah. 17. And uh, me and Shirky went there um, like for two weeks before the race. So mm. I got to just chill and cruise around Sydney. Dude, it was, it was sick. It was sweet ass. <laughs> sick ass. <laughs> uh, I definitely, the, the before we get fully off the topic of like the trips and kind of being young and whatever. Yeah. There was one, one like cool thing. I mean, I partied and stuff in Australia when I was like younger, but... There was something pretty rad about the way that we would all work like fuck and then party like fuck as well. And it, it was such a... Yeah. Like, it, that was something that... Uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm glad I experienced that level of just fucking carrying on, you know? Like, everyone having For fake me? IDs and, like, going to strip clubs in, like, every single town in America. Yeah. Like... It was just, and then, I think then like, you go on like the upper level of parties, like really dope monster parties or really dope Red Bull parties. Oh and, yeah. You know, there, there was times after straight rhythm where like Red Bull would give you the party bus with like a fucking credit card and a driver and you just spend yeah, and six hours driving around <laughs> LA in a party bus and you'd start with like 15 people on there and by the end of the night it was fucking packed. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, there was a, there was a pretty dope balance of like, work hard as fuck and then party hard as fuck too i think there's some like good lessons in that and especially to do it when you're super young yeah yeah it's it's crazy for me uh last thing about australia 
I feel like it's a perfect combination between a little bit of not even like European, but like kind of just like a different foreign mentality. I think anything outside the U.S. is just the U.S. is so different. I feel like yeah, um, with just all the shit that we do, like there's no there's no really cafes or pubs that we go to just to have like lunch or whatever grab a drink like it's yeah either you go out to eat or you go out to the bar and get fucked up all night like it's one or the other and i feel like um australia has that nice balance of uh when i was there at least of that side of um being able to go to a pub or whatever but it's also like california almost it's fucking Mm. beautiful everywhere i've been to i thought it was awesome and i haven't been to the gold coast yet and I need to go because I just, well, that's where got, everyone tells me to go. So you I, got a room at the Gold Coast. You got a studio you can work out. Of, you can do whatever you want when you get here. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll suss it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got all the fucking <laughs> Yeah. Australia definitely has, it, it's a European influence though, because so many of like our population are migrants from, from Europe. So yeah. I think that, you know, the Italians really bought over like the cafe, coffee culture, uh, the food here, like there's a huge emphasis on food. And then I think you've got like that English kind of pub culture. Um, but I mean, yeah, like pretty yeah. much fuck every morning I go to the same cafe and I get like a bacon egg roll and my flat white and I kind of like yeah. sit there and I read yeah. the news and then there's like local people that are there every morning as well and i see the same dog and i see the same couple you know you sort of say good day and it's like it is a there is like a very different vibe that was one thing that i kind of missed when i lived in america to be honest you uh oh really i feel like so i feel like in america there's never really much time for people to just stop and like take life in whereas mm. in europe sometimes it's a little too much and you're yeah, yeah, yeah. like they're closing st- like america's awesome with being open all the time yes um it's a pain in the ass in europe where you have to go especially with dirt bikes dude like fucking these guys will ride until like let's say one in the afternoon and you haven't ate lunch yet you probably well if you're european you probably brought your lunch so that's <laughs> problem too. Yeah, but yeah. you you leave the track and fucking nothing's open yeah. so like that's a pain in the ass but at the same time it's also nice because like these people are actually like kind of fucking enjoying life at the same time you're yeah. you're not just like go 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 yeah, dude. And the the thing that I noticed in America that actually kind of like it bugged me was in Australia, people just show up to your house and mm-hmm. you don't have to make a plan all the time. Like I, I'm That's not awesome. a real like planning person. I'm not like, okay, we'll meet here at two o'clock on Friday and it's Monday. Like, no, I can't. I, I'm, I'm just not that far ahead in my yeah. life. And me, it's like... In Australia, people just fucking call into your house or they'll just show up at your work and then they bring you a coffee and you just take 20 minutes to sit and have a chat. And I just like, I just didn't really hang out with that many people in America because I was just like, I just feel like it's too fucking planned all the time. Like I don't, I'm not going to call you and be like, hey man, so are you free like next Wednesday at two? I'll come and it's just like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really, I wish there was more of that aspect. Um, like we live in Laguna Beach right now, uh, so that's like more of a small town, and there are cafes. I've been down there a couple 
time. And uh, it's been kind of nice to kind of sit down and just have like a coffee, espresso, and just like, you know, just it's the morning and fucking wake up and just, mm. you know, get ready to get your day started, watch people go by and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're just not like well. straight into the rat race. Yeah, yeah. It's I feel like it always is here, which is at the same time. I mean, it's good. It keeps us on our toes, but... I almost wish there was um, sometimes a little bit of a balance. But at the same time, I can't be sounding like I'm fucking complaining because I get to live in California and film sick-ass dirt bikers for a living. So I can't I can't complain. I'm just saying life in general, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I think as a society, it'd be nice. But, um, yeah, I, I can't complain. I get to fucking chill sometimes, too. Like, when they're done riding, I'll go back and <clears throat> go make whatever video from the day or whatever. And then I, I've got some chill time in the evening, afternoon, so I can't, can't complain. Um, yeah, nah, I feel like, I feel like you got to figure it figured out. Um, to, so to go back to the Europe stuff, the, uh, so you got yep. the Caroli, Coldplay, fucking smashed it, but <laughs> you might've one upped it with that hurling segment. Like my brother said to me, so like, this is when, you know, you made a dope video. This is, okay. This is my radar for when someone's made a dope video. My brother doesn't really watch shit. He doesn't have Instagram. He's not like on social media. My brother walked into the office and goes, have you watched the team fried Europe vlog yet? And I was like, uh, <laughs> nah, <laughs> I just didn't even know it was up. And then he's like, can't. The hurling segment is the most bullshit thing you'll ever see in your fucking life. <laughs> He's like, and then he, he made a really good point. He's like, dude, no one just like follows him for sections so that you can just watch him ride in that yeah, way. That's yeah, like yeah, yeah. not a TV broadcast. And some of the fucking riding in that clip dude. is so retarded. So retarded, dude. It's I'm just like, up. what the it's fuck are you up, bro. doing, bro? Yeah, dude. It's it's fucked. Like the one <laughs> clip. This is the first like practice, like the first time I was able to film him. The fast ass fast lap I put up on Instagram, and uh, I just seen him coming, and I'm like, oh, this fucker's on a good one right now. I'm like, fuck <laughs> this. I don't give a fuck who's coming after this. I'm filming this shit, but at the same time, I'm trying to keep an eye out. So I got a little shaky at some points. But uh, yeah, and like that's kind of going back to the skateboarding influence where in skateboarding and, and, yes. and parts and raw parts, the focus is on like, you know, the feet and what like the skater's doing and all this shit. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's what I try and I want to show. Like, obviously, I think when you're making an edit, it's nice to, there's those nice like transition shots or beauty shots. But at the same time, it's dope just to see fucking Ferrandis rip ass like fucking balls or whatever (laughs) on a 450 this summer just any of these guys so like that um that first moto of hurlings i noticed i guess it was what first or second lap he went down he was like 15 i was like all right i'm keeping a fucking eye on this fool because this shit's (laughs) about to get crazy and uh dude it it was wild it was wild he almost passed him with the lap if he had one more lap he probably would have he probably would have gone fever i think he is fucked up gnarly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dude it's so fucking true he really is dude there's there's this like one... to see it like firsthand too it's wild yeah there's one there's this one shot where i think it's a first lap and then it's like landing off a jump and then there's like a single that he yes. hits on the inside of the and... single and he just dude 
<laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you up to? What's the Bro, decision yeah, making? What's the decision making in yeah. his head where he's just like, I'm gonna fucking send it into this thing. And like, dude, I slowed this shit yeah. down on YouTube, like frame by frame. You literally see him land yeah. in nothing. Like it's just a big piece of shit that he lands in. And then the mm -hmm. fucker is on the stop. He lands in this thing. The dirt just explodes, bro. <laughs> and he passes two yeah, of the best and, dudes and in the world. His, Mind blowing. And his bike's so fucking dead. I have that clip. So most of all of my stuff I normally shoot will be at like 120 uh, real like 120 frames, but I'm able to capture in real yeah, speed yeah. with audio. So yeah. then I have able to have variety. So that clip I use in real speed, but I. I think I did slow it down. Like the night of the uh, after the race, we went back to the apartment, and I think I showed Benny, and I was like, "Dude, fuck! Look at this shit, bro! Are you fucking kidding me? Like it's it's wild, it's wild." And I think I've had a couple of those moments too this summer, like the Euro trip. I so I will say I said about like the Euro trip being awesome, but um, fuck, the outdoors itself was insane too. Um, I'm trying to think what was some good races. High Point was awesome. That three way battle. Um, Dude, there were so many. There's so many good races. And uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Dude, these guys are fucking crazy. They're I try to think of myself. I used to think I was so... Dude, they are. And I, I used to think like when I was a... Like <laughs> I thought I was a sweet fucking sea rider. <laughs> and uh, like at my prime, you know? And uh, like riding, I thought I was like so good. And then I look at these guys and I think I'm older now and I'm able to like realize a lot more shit. I'm looking at I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Like one day there's uh I was at the track, Jason said something and I he was like giving feedback to the team or whatever and he was talking about this rhythm section that goes into a 180 degree turn. Uh like jumping into the turn, he was talking about upshifting to fucking carry that momentum basically. And in my head, I'm like, "Bro, I've never thought of upshifting going into a corner a day in my life when I rode a dirt bike. Just yeah. like little shit like that. Maybe <laughs> I sound like an idiot right now, but like, you know what I mean? Like just, just in, at that speed and all that stuff, all those guys, it's dude, it's wild. The, it's the wild. crazy dirt thing is, man, is like, <laughs> I've been riding dirt bikes damn near 30 years. I can't do one thing as good as Jason Anderson. Like it's just, there's not one, Bro. there's like, 30 years, 30 years. Can't do one thing as good. Literally. Dude, I I wish I could just like just one day hop on a dirt bike and just throw a fat ass whip off a freestyle <laughs> ramp. Just like gnarly whip. Fucking just like session out for 20 minutes. Be like, yeah, dude, that was dope. Like fucking. <laughs> I like, can't whip a dirt bike, dude. I'm a you, bar turner. Could you imagine being Barrowman or Axel and just like. Have like that, imagine their eye, like what they're seeing. <laughs> it's so hectic, dude. Dude, yeah, it's it's crazy. There's this uh, uh, dirt bike gamer guy that um, he makes like videos for like the MX Sim, MX bike stuff. This guy Thailand, and he made a um, a uh, sorry a tutorial on how to throw an oppo in the fucking game. And he used shouts out to him. He used one of my shots of Axel. Um, to describe like the motion of it and dude, I've never really like fully looked at it, but like he was doing this like turn up dude. they're like, they carve the ramp. It's crazy. You know, like they're not going just straight at it. Like it's, 
bro, fuck that. I'm good. I'll film this shit. I'll get a cool shot or whatever. I'll I'll take it in, but fuck that. Yeah, man. That that just some heavy, <laughs> heavy dudes. I I uh, look at hurlings and I wonder if anyone's ever ridden a bike faster on a motocross track. I don't know that. I don't know that someone has. I, I honestly, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Ah, uh, I uh, dude, he's fuck. I think for thirty minutes too. Let's it's add tough. that. It's it's tough. Like right now, Hurlings is probably maybe at his peak. I don't really know, but he's fucking good. But <laughs> I was looking last night. We were watching uh, 07 Supercross with like James RC and uh, Reed and dude. We were just like, it was just like the recap of the season or whatever. Yeah. Dude, the shit that Stu was doing on that 450, bro, it was kind of fucked up. Like he did this one thing <laughs> where uh, he, I, I forget if he got sketchy. No, no, no. He didn't get sketchy. He made the pass on LaRocco on the inside. He rolls and like tries to double, but lands on his rear wheel. And there's like three more fucking jumps yep, basically. Yep, yep. It was kind of mellow, but he just wheelies through it, bro. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, but to answer your question, I I think, fuck man, I don't know, I don't, I'm gonna get hate for this if I like say he's the best guy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's pretty damn good on a dirt bike. I think he's pretty damn good, and it'd be sick to if we can, you know, one day come up with some simulation shit where we can put up all these guys against each other. See what's up. Let's yeah, get RC I mean, against uh, Hurlings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think that. The game has just elevated in a pretty massive yeah. way. Like, and and hurlings. I mean, the thing I I think as well. Like, I really hope that soon we're gonna have him on the podcast. Like, I'm trying to make it happen, but it's like that yeah. dude has the gnarliest ego in the world, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in like the competitive mm-hmm. sense. Of a dude that does yeah. not give a fuck about anything oh, else. There is nothing else that yeah. that kid cares about. He wants to crush some pussy on the side, and he wants to fuck up everybody in the world at motocross. And that's all that. That's all he thinks about. That's it. There's nothing else. Yeah. And it's like he's so one-dimensional in that sense, and he's so fucking good. And I think that we're just seeing. Yeah we're seeing those results in like the way that he can ride a dirt bike. Like it is psychopathic how fast he can go. Yeah. And like, um, at the GPs this year, I, one thing I noticed, dude, that guy pulls up to the gate and his helmet and goggles are fucking tinted and they are on. (laughs) That motherfucker's not showing his face. Everybody else is like, you know, they've got their goggles off, maybe helmet off or whatever. Dude, that guy is like on his dirt bike and he's just staring fucking, all right, like fucking go time. I mean, granted this, those last few races, it really was fucking go time, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, he's bad dude. And no, and honestly though, the, all those other guys too, like Hurley's is obviously insane, but fucking Geyser and Fev this year, Geyser, bro, Geyser's kind of slept on, okay? Because the motherfucker has, what, four titles? Yeah, Four true. world titles? True. Like, bro, he is gnarly, too. And, uh, yeah, it was unfortunate for what happened to him that first uh, race weekend with, like, the cutting the track. 
But dude, he was still in there and he fucking made Fev's job um, harder. And he definitely, he was trying to add some pressure to Hurlings too. Like he was just in there fucking it up too. It's crazy. There's one clip uh, from last year's GPs. Like, I feel like it was at Wommel. And there's this clip of, of Geyser. And I think it was Geyser and Fev. And Geyser comes through and he like hits this whoop section, like sand roller section. And it yeah. literally looks like he's on a magic carpet. And the bike just is moving under him. And he's completely dead solid. I'm pretty sure Pete Fox shared it on his Instagram. And it was just, he only showed just that clip. So his Instagram was looping it. Yeah. You just, you almost can't believe what you're seeing. And like, I was yeah. showing a friend who she's, she never watches. She's like literally never seen motocross, right? And I was actually, I showed her the yeah. team, fry, like the Euro fried thing with hurlings. And even she was like, wow, why is he so angry? Like, that's just watching him ride. <laughs> like On the bike, right? Yeah. Yeah, on the bike. Helmet, goggles, tinted. Yeah. You can't see him. Yeah. But you know that he's yeah. fucking angry. Like, how does it translate? It's the bullet, dude. You know, it's fucking Jeffrey Hurlings. Yeah, but that, that whole... It's crazy. The, the thing, too, with the Euros is, like, they just seem so prepared to die <laughs> in, like, a crazy way. Dude dude i like uh, that's the one thing the thing with uh, everyone's always asking like why don't those guys come over to the u.s well fucking the u.s you gotta learn how to do supercross like that shit is gnarly and those guys are having outdoors dialed uh on gnarlier shit i mean sorry no offense guys but like i feel like in my personal opinion some of the shit those guys train on and race on bro like mm. uh apparently it was a little different this year than how it was before but like every track they go to in outdoors is like the same um kind of like Prep. prepped a little bit yeah. the same if that makes yeah. sense you know the dirt and environment makes it for difference but like dude those guys in outdoors that like at gps i mean um bro they have to dial in sand settings hard pack settings fucking fucked up france saint john angele going up and down a fucking mountain you yeah. know like it's just it's crazy they ride on gnarly shit and um yeah, the, all those guys, man, like the the EMX scene, MX2, all those guys are rad. And listen, I'm, I'm we're talking a lot about Euro, but I still got hella respect for the US too. Like these guys are fucking gnarly too. It'd be sick if one day we could figure it out where these guys are actually racing each other at all times. Yeah. And uh, see who fucking's got it. <laughs> well, I mean, the real battle for me is Eli Tomac on his best day versus Jeffrey Hurlings on his best day. Like, Ferrandis, we'll get to him in a minute, total G, nothing but love. That dude wants it yeah. more than anybody else in America right now in outdoors. But in terms of, like, let's say everyone has their best day ever, I don't think that you can go past Eli. And the best day ever Eli versus the best day ever Hurlings god damn. and you know where i want to see it i want to see it at Redbud because there's a little bit of sand and there's a little bit Oof. of normal they're Oof. probably running a paddle <laughs> like that would be the that's the showdown that i want to see and it's got to be no injuries no fucking nothing the bike set like literally the bike's perfect they're perfect i want to see that head to head dude i i want i really want to see everybody at their 250 peak race each other <laughs> 
fucking everyone, dude. We, I'm talking, bro, I'm talking Cooper on the Star Yamaha, fucking Dino on the PC, Hurlings, dude, everybody, bro. Zach yeah. in his championship year, fucking even Jason, like, dude, everybody, prime 250. That'd be the sickest race of all time. Because, like, I love the 450s, but at heart, I feel like, dude, I love the 250 races. Those things, yeah. are, they're wild. Like, those kids, they're... Because I, <laughs> I feel like in 450, the bike will definitely bite you a little more. Little more so, Shout out there's probably a little bit ma- more maturity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yo, for real. And I think there's, like, probably a lot more maturity involved in the racing, whereas in 250s, bro... Cooper Webb on his 250, what was this, like 2016 or 17? I forget. Or 16, I think. I forget. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Motherfucker was gnarly, bro. Like, a second <laughs> moto in outdoors. Like, he is letting that thing eat. And, like, he's still young and their aggression's in there. The fucking bike's barking. I, I love the 250s. It's rad. Like, this year, filming Jet and Justin Cooper, that shit was so sick. Was, yeah, everybody, man. That- honestly. Not even those two. Just everybody. That was definitely one of my questions was like, what, what's it like from someone that's been around the sport a really long time now filming and on track and like, you're always around the podium. Like, you know what, you know, the baseline, do you think the jet has like shifted the baseline? As in like, um, like racing, like, like, like as I feel like probably more just like the fan perspective and like the, the, oh. there seems like there's a different vibe now and it's kind of because of him, like everyone's involved in it. So it's not yeah. like there's only love for him yeah. and no one else, but it just seems like he's bought back like fandom. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, he actually was crazy what they did this summer and, um, Excuse me. Um, dude, <laughs> Danger Boy hasn't even gone to the pro ranks yet. Like, Imagine. if you think Jet was crazy, that shit's going to be fucked up, bro. Like, it really is. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I've never really met Deegan or any of those guys, but, like, those guys, I mean, they're, they're fucking they're crushing it, man. I'm, I'm, like, watching, like, the live streams and everything, and that's all everyone's talking about is, like, one's Danger Boy and, bro. That shit, when he goes pro, man, it's going to be, it's going to be big, bro. And I think um, everyone at the races, Supercross and outdoors are going to be pretty damn happy that he's at the races with Jet too, because Jet probably will continue to probably build his, you know, um, fan base and a bunch of other guys. I think it's, I think we're now also in this point um, in moto where people are really trying to monetize off themselves Mm -hmm. um, and, and create like a lot more, you know bring in fans and and do a lot of sh- more personal shit and um yeah i mean like it's yeah it's crazy i mean well, jet too he's kind of like the perfect like uh he dude he's fucking what 18 and he is like the typical american teenager that every yeah. girl wants to fucking date you know what i mean yeah. like he's the tiktok hair everything no disrespect to jet but you know um like it's it, it's what that's what they want you know it's crazy and it works and and so fucking let's keep on running big time dude and to speak on like the danger boy thing right this is actually something i've been what i've wanted to say but i just like haven't had a chance to say it but there was like a clip when he first signed like the star deal and there was um on pulp they were talking about like 
dude, these crazy, these six-figure deals for, like, this amateur. But, hey, his star deal is worth less than probably a third of one month YouTube ad rev. Hate to break it to everybody. If you yeah. think if you think Bro. the Danger Boy went to fucking Star Yamaha for money, you're tripping. They're making fucking bank off their YouTube channel. And so they should. This is not and this is not uh, anything against that. Get that fucking bread. I'm all about it. But if you think yeah. for one minute yeah. that they give a fuck about sign on and this this is going to be like an unprecedented like i actually think this is a way bigger deal than anyone's thought about right you are not going to be able to pay danger boy more money as a manufacturer as a fucking sponsor as anything than what he can make on his own do you know how much power that is going to give him as a writer to like do what he wants to do and think about that in terms of like winning you can just do whatever you think you need to do to win so like you're you've got this rider that exactly what you said they've monetized themselves and that freedom is just gonna eliminate so many problems that have plagued the best riders in the world for their entire career because they're gonna be completely financially uh independent and guess what I don't think Jet Lawrence is going to be that far behind. HRC starts trying to pull yeah. some bullshit on Jet. Jet's just going to be able to go, cool, man. I'm fucking good. We'll go do yeah. our own thing. And so I think that the industry like is going to change in a massive way, man. And I think that it's it's like almost like a Pandora's box. You know, once it gets opened then I just, I don't think that the industry is going to be the same. So like those two boys, it's going to have massive implications for how the, like the industry kind of runs its show, you know? And honestly, dude, yeah. I think that, that you guys and, and Jason have real, like you really lubed up this whole situation of, you know, like guys creating their own content, having their own brand within you know, within the, like a brand within a brand kind of deal. Um, and yeah, like this whole landscape is kind of blown wide open now, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, uh, I think too with uh, Team Friday, it was a, like a good way of Jason being involved, but also doing its own thing. So he doesn't have to be fully linked to it. And then we can kind of just, it's our own thing and like we're kind of i mean in a way monetizing off of everybody because i'm filming everybody at the races mm. and yeah it's 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 crazy and uh i was just thinking when you're saying like talking about like the vegan and stuff it's crazy you have like this route with uh jet obviously and both vegan and jet they are crazy talented on a dirt bike but they have this like crazy fan base um mm. from outside of dirt bikes coming in Whereas in, you have like a Rider D that's coming up too, bro. That's been like the golden child too for since fifties, like Rider D, Rider D same with like AC and all these guys. It's like, there's these two different like things. Um, yeah, it's just something I just thought of. It's crazy. I think those yes. kids, it's dude, I will say, uh, the minis like amateurs coming up, like the Rider D, Deegan, Romano, dude, all these guys, this shit's going to get gnarly in two fifties. I think <laughs> oh, pretty good. Big time, man. Like, I think that, I think 
we're almost going to have to go to like an EMX type deal because where the fuck do Dude. they go? Where do they go? There's too many good guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. I, I think... Dude, that'd be so sick. I, I wasn't around uh, before for outdoors when it used to be like two days or whatever. Mm. But fuck, that'd be kind of awesome. Like I, I say that now and then I'm going to like hate life when it actually yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. But uh, sometimes like, dude, that's something I appreciated at the GPs was that it was over. Well, they were doing actually same day schedules for um, certain classes, but it was still over a two day period. And I kind of wish it was the same um, at outdoors. That'd be kind of rad. Like, I know they used to do the 125 um, race before the motos. Um, but fuck, let's like, let's bring those guys out there. I'm pretty sure, uh, I don't, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure they're supposed to do something like that for Supercross this year. Oh, yeah. With like 250 All-Stars. That'd be sick. Yeah, I mean, they definitely need to. I think, so, yeah. I, I just, I, I would be so down to watch a Supercross race uh the broadcast where i like didn't have to watch lcqs and like just give me the heats give me the finals and then give me like an emx like a all-stars final instead of lcqs you know what i mean like i, I don't know the i don't know the way to do it but i just give me the racing that means something all the time like heat races are dope because but even the heat races like you're just settling for a third like I want to watch points, points, points. Like, give me the fucking points. I mean, make heat races worth championship points. Like, that's what happens in Formula One. Like, you get qualifying points and you yeah. get, you know, you get a point for the fastest lap of the race. Like, we're so yeah. fucking stuck in the Stone Age when it comes to Supercross and the broadcast. I mean, obviously, I love the shit, but God damn, I feel like it could be so much cooler. Even, like, you look at, at yeah. Bercy when they do the, the one lap, you know dashes like show that's that. dude i was show just about to say that, that shit bro like bro can you fucking imagine back in the day uh that stewie oh, super the, pole you dude it, stewie God, dude. on a fucking super pole that the was actually worth here. points fuck out yeah. fuck out of here <laughs> get porcel porcel on a 250 because oh. you would never really catch him uh during practice he was always like the last guy and you're like oh fuck porcel's like fastest like if you actually got to see what everybody could see what these guys do bro even now like dude let's let's put all these guys out there because i mean you know they're all ripping on the test track and i guess essentially that could be kind of the same thing uh at super pole they're kind of on their own i don't know i don't fucking ride super cost but yeah. I, dude it'd be sick it'd be so sick and get the points involved and shit yeah let's do that i mean heats and stuff are cool but at the same time um i don't know in other motorsports <laughs> i feel like they just do what qualifying and then it's boom race time let's go yeah yeah i mean i'm fucking here for that for yeah. sure um yeah i mean the when you guys started the team for ideal what was the like original thinking behind it oh fuck um, did it turn and has it turned out to like anything <laughs> like what you thought it would be i don't honestly i don't even think there was any thinking into it it was like like Team Fried was just an Instagram DM group chat that we really? would send like fucking dumb memes to. I think yeah, I think Jason just named it Team Fried one day and it just like stuck. And then, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I think it was Hangtown right before, like press day Hangtown. We were thinking of uh, doing I guess these videos. 
it's crazy because it's kind of a little bit of a blur where I don't remember exactly what the the idea behind it was. It's like, yo, let's do these videos. And looking back on it, on it, they're pretty. I guess they're kind of funny, but they're pretty fucking weird too at the same time. And I don't know what exactly the whole process into that whole summer was. Like we were getting love from it. And the whole thing that like really made things bigger was uh, destinations, like going to Netherlands. Yeah. And uh, that, that was like, that was big for me. Like that was the, I will say that summer, that was my like inside of my head. That was the goal. Like fucking hopefully Jason goes to destinations. And once he started talking about that too, uh, about going over there and doing like a month long training with the team, I was like, bro, like they've done, um, obviously team USA videos mm. back in the day with verb and everything. And they were awesome, but I, I really want to, I want this shit to be like, dude, these people in America wake up or it's already in the afternoon and it's like, fuck, all right, what did the boys do over there today? Mm. And I tried to just keep it consistent. I forget how many videos we did, but we did a good amount. I was trying to like every day those guys were riding. Um, I'd get back the whole dude, this whole program was so loose too over there. We were like staying in some like vacation park rental home shit. I don't know. We got there. There was, all right, hold on. Let me take this all back. Cause I think this is pretty worth like talking about. So, so we go to, we land in Amsterdam September 1st and, um, Shout out the plan Amsterdam. was to meet up with everybody to ride. Yeah, dude. Great. That place is awesome. And the plan was to go, to meet up with everybody and ride i think like september 3rd or 4th so we got there a couple days early to just chill out and just get also used to the time zone and everything and uh dude we get there we don't have fucking anything booked (laughs) so matt and i land jason's on another flight like two hours behind us i'm like fuck like i guess i just let's look up something we just booked up an airbnb literally at the airport in amsterdam for that amsterdam the stay that we were in got so such a sick pad like we were on the corner like right by the red light district on the canal like honestly it was like couldn't have been better it was rad and uh then after that we had no rental car we took the train i think to eindhoven i forget actually i'm trying to think but we didn't have a rental car and then jason finally got one and fucking Jason being Jason wanted to save some bucks and we got the smallest <laughs> rental car. Dude, this thing fit like three people basically. And there was um there was four of us. Zach's um, practice mechanic was uh everybody's mechanic that trip. So anyways, I would film those guys and come back to the vacation rental home that we were in and I would start importing all my shit. So meanwhile it's importing, I'm waiting, waiting try to start building stuff up. Like I'm like, as soon as it's all done start editing and about like 30 minutes in, I'd always get the call from Keith at the shop 30 minutes away to come pick him up. Cause we only had one car and I'm pretty sure I was the only one that could really like, like drive stick like well ish. And, um, or at least was, I was putting myself into that position. So I would go drive fucking go pick up Keith come back i'd lose an hour and then it's already like 6 7 p.m and i'm just trying to grind the shit away try and get it up by like you know a decent time just so that i can go to sleep and do it all over again the next day um yeah it was a fucking grind and it was i will say going back to what you were saying um that feeling once it's out that feeling right there once those videos were out and waking up the next morning and reading comments of people like fucking go get them this and that that was that was rad yeah i mean 
that's one thing like i i definitely i i think the since doing the podcast it's become like really obvious to me how important it is to add to the culture and that you can Mm -hmm. have influence like you can care about the culture and you can want to make content that makes the culture of the sport better and then it actually does have like a positive impact and i think that's definitely there's a massive cultural impact um on um the sport because of like what you guys did with team friday and it's it's because you care about that shit, like waking up in the morning and seeing the comments and seeing that people are stoked. Yeah. Like it's a pretty selfless action, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that whole trip definitely was for the culture. Cause I feel like, um, dude, team USA, when it comes to MX donations is almost such a like prestigious thing because yeah. all those guys get to race each other. So everyone knows, but then it's team USA and there's this little, like little click that's coming in and everyone's like, Oh, fuck like that's those guys over there and this and that so like i i like growing up knowing how prestigious it was for team you like team usa going over there i want to be able to like fuck it let's showcase it like we never get mm. to really see that much stuff of them when they go over there let's fucking show what happens you know and yeah it was it was crazy i don't really know I, mxgp was pretty pumped but i know like those races you're supposed to have like certain like li- like <laughs> limits on like video length and what you can post and whatnot. Fuck we just all that. Posted everything. Yeah. And, Fuck all yeah, that. We just fucking posted everything. I even, uh, I, this shit was so big that for the race, I flew out, um, Jared Conley from inner world of echo yeah. to come as a B cam. I, I needed a sec. I was like, dude, this shit's going to be so fucking big. Like I need to have a second camera. So I was like, dude, I flew him out and, um, yeah, dude, I mean, you, I'm sure you saw it. Like they were what yeah. thirty minute episodes of just like raw riding and shit. Just <laughs> shit was crazy. so. I don't think dope. I can do that at Supercross, but. <laughs> nah, man. I mean, again, uh, too. Like there was something just crazy about watching those guys try and figure out the sand. You know, like to to see Jason yeah. like kind of struggle. You know, like not not struggle, but. He's just not as good yeah. as the other dudes and he shouldn't no, be. He doesn't no, live no. there. But to see no. a, like someone that's so fucking good and then you go like even like yeah. Caden DeWolf, you know, you see that little fucking shredder just yeah. ripping around there on the same day. So you're like, wow, this shit really does hit different. Yeah. And it was crazy because they, when they got there, um, their bikes weren't shipped weren't they were stuck at customs or some shit so they first started riding i don't even know fuck i mean fuck it who gives a shit they were riding uh like the gp bikes over there that were like kind of different like pretty yeah. different there's fucking different buttons on that shit and stuff like <laughs> like dude this bike looks crazy and uh yeah they were riding it and getting used to it like they said this was tough and it looked fucking tough like that shit bro we have southwick here <laughs> southwick is yes it's sandy it's gnarly but it's just a lot. It's very bumpy and fast. And over there, it's fucking deep. And you're just like mowing yeah. that shit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, dude, and, and just being able to be around that the whole month, um, it was kind of crazy because I'd say about two and a half weeks into Jason and Zach training because they got there a little earlier. Those guys were miserable. They were so over it. Like they were really? so tired and just over it. They're just fuck this. I remember like. <clears throat> This must have been, 
I think if we stayed, okay, for four weeks, like, yeah, about two weeks in that Friday, the last day of the week that they rode, like, they got back and, dude, just fucking over. I'm pretty sure we got into, like, a fight cause, with Jason because he was, like, just pretty, he was pissed off just from, just, you know, how gnarly it was, you know what I mean? Um, but it's, dude, I mean, regardless of the result, too, I think we made an impact that whole trip. It, it oh, was crazy huge. because Team USA, that, that like, race, um, anybody that wore a Team USA jacket around the paddock or anything, people were just yelling Team Fried at them. Like, fucking <laughs> Roger DeCoster is walking through the paddock, and some, <laughs> some drunk guys are just like, Team Fried! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it, so was, it was awesome, dude. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I mean... And I think, yeah, that just, it just speaks to like the, the impact that you guys have made. Does that, so then you get back from that trip. Do you think that's probably what like really legitimized team fraud? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Honestly, I think that was like the biggest, that was, that was big for us because the views and everything on YouTube as well were, were huge and we don't monetize anything on YouTube. Like, yeah. Cause I use all fuck like fucking music and everything. So like, the goal is with that is just to kind of give people like good shit on YouTube and then hopefully they can then go to our website and support us by <clears throat> buying apparel. I don't really handle that side of the stuff. I just do the videos and just, just try and keep the machine working, you know? Um, so after the 2019, uh, designations, um, it was, yeah, it was gnarly. And then it was the off season. So then it was like, fuck, okay. We just did like some crazy shit. How, how do we even top this or like keep up with this kind of stuff? So, um, which actually turned out pretty well because once he got back from Disney's, I think he took a little bit of time off. Jason did. And then we went straight to straight rhythm. He was going to ride the two stroke. Mm. So before that he was doing test track foot, like test track riding That's with right, the two stroke. With the two stroke. Excuse me. So. So that shit was going off. That was crazy. And like, you know, the momentum was building and building. And then after that was um, New Zealand and uh, Melbourne. Yeah. I'm pretty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah 2019. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. And that shit was crazy, too. So like that momentum just kept building and building. And that following um, Supercross year, I had a gig to film with the team. So I was like legitimately allowed um, to film at the races and um I never did any YouTube stuff though, like long length, but I, I did take advantage of that and gave like Jason like a video from his races and kind of like knowing that probably shouldn't do this, but fuck it. Like, let's show what the fuck we can mm. provide to this sport. Like with, with riders, not just myself, but fucking Roxon, why doesn't he have a, a guy that's filming him at all times? And you know, just shit like that. So, um, yeah, that whole momentum was like just rising and then COVID happened and that just kind of just like fucking, mm. uh, fuck, what do we do now? And um, and then it was just kind of, I don't know. It kind of felt like it, it slowed down and then started doing this uh, outdoors video that summer uh, with COVID and those were doing pretty good. But like this year, I feel like it really revamped itself again and kind of, yeah, got, um, got some attention. Yeah. Crazy. How, um, I remember this, this is kind of, it was always like sort of surprising to me in a way like that Team Fried did the as well as it did purely just based on knowing Jason, like 
and there was a there was a time the first uh the second Oz X when he was there and we were like talking on the podcast he was trying to convince Dino to like do his YouTube on the podcast like we're just sitting on the couch talking shit and then he's like this guy needs mm-hmm. to do his fucking YouTube channel blah 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 and like he was saying he's like I'm, I should try and find the clip but he was like yeah man it'd be cool to do that but like I'm just don't have the personality to pull that off like I couldn't have a YouTube channel you know like so he had mapped out in his head how this shit would work for somebody but he just didn't think that he was the guy that had the personality to carry it uh so then obviously you fast forward to now and team fried's fucking massive and i mean dude who knows who knows if jason signs another contract if there's no team fried you know keeping like really keeping him in racing you know like he could have retired last year i'm sure um oh yeah but i mean obviously the dude can still win and and wants to still win but it's like he's got something very real in the sport that that's probably going to be harder to walk away from like it's probably going to be harder to walk away from uh like knowing you've got like this whole team fried movement and being at the races and stuff than than just the racing itself if that makes sense yeah 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 definitely and i think it's kind of a unique um Cause all three of us, to be honest, mm. like I'm definitely the most outgoing person in, the, in our crew between Jason, Matt, and I. Um, but yeah, Jason and Matt, they don't really want to like, they don't really want to put themselves out there. So it is kind of weird how we were able to like build this thing. And I think at the same time, it kind of brought all of us out of our comfort zone, mm. and um, all of us appreciate the, uh, all of this a lot more too. Um, I mean, I'm, I can only speak for myself, but I feel like, you know, um, even for Jason, he's been fucking racing his whole life. Um, yeah. let alone like the whole Florida thing. He was living there. Fuck. I don't even know. He rode like Alden's for like seven years, you know, just the same shit, same shit, same shit, which is cool. Makes you a great rider and stuff. But I think, you know, us getting together and, and just having fun with it made him kind of, you know, <sighs> what's the word? Um, yeah, just kind of like realize it, you know, just take it, um, just have fun with it. Fuck, I don't yeah. know. It's just, it's pretty much it. Like he's obviously, and this is the thing too, like Jason is a very, uh, he's he's a very chill guy, very laid back. Um, but that motherfucker means business though. Like when it's mm. time to ride or any of that stuff, it's fucking, it's go time. You know what I mean? And a lot of his like and he's on his own schedule too like for his shit like boom we're up at seven we're going to do this this and this get ready for that you know and um and yeah i don't know it's just yeah crazy yeah he's very um analytical he uh yeah he's a he's a super cool guy and a very unique dude in the sport like that he there's not there's not there's none of him like there's no there's one jason anderson you know there's a there's a lot of guys that similar personality traits similar style similar mindset similar 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 there isn't anyone that's like him yeah he's such a unique dude um and i I can't wait till we do like one of these one day like a full three hour one because i've known him a real long time but i don't know why he is the way he is uh but You know, he's a very fucking unique dude. And you mentioned before about the uh, <laughs> the the rental car deal. That motherfucker's going to die rich. Yeah. Because he is so tight. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> this guy. Insanely and tight. that's the crazy thing. 
Dude, uh, he he like um he yeah, he he's always trying to save a penny. But dude, anytime there's an opportunity to make money, oh lights like his eyes fucking blow up. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's crazy. And then on top of that, dude, like he's yeah, he's extremely smart financially. He's extremely um analytical and smart on a dirt bike. Like he's yeah. got extreme amount of talent, but he knows what the fuck's going on on that dirt bike. It's not just like, oh, it's too stiff, it's too soft. Like he knows, like, boom, we need to do this and that and this and that. And uh that and at the same time it's crazy because there's that huge professionalism side but then he keeps it real. Like, mm. I think the biggest thing um, with Jason we were able to get along is because he kind of made, he kind of felt felt like one of my friends back home growing up in New Jersey. Because I'm an East Coast kid. I didn't grow mm. up in Cali and all this shit. I, Cali's cool and all, but I'm fucking East Coast at heart. <laughs> and um, I felt like Jason was kind of just unique and just kind of kept it real. I've always, I'm friends with a lot of people. Like the first person I truly met in the sport as a rider was Cooper Webb. And I was able to live with him for a little bit before that. Always got along super well, still do. But like once I met Jason um, and with Matt too, fuck, we just all had like, you know, similar Mm. interests. And then at the same time, like I feel like with a bunch of other people in the sport, uh, I'm fr- I feel like I don't have enemies, but I'm friends with everybody. And it's most of the time we're usually talking about moto and shit like that. But like with us, it's dude, like fucking, we obviously love watching moto and we talk about it, but there's so much more into it. Like, I think maybe at first when we first got together, we all were like, uh, I don't know, got to like, you know, figure each other out. Like, you know, see, uh, Fuck, I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now, honestly. But yeah, like we we all like gelled well and like figured out we all had same interests, kept it real. But dude, as as much as like of a real guy uh, Jason is, as everyone says, you know what I mean. Like um, he has like interests and everything else. That fucker loves dirt bikes, bro. Like bro, mm-hmm. he watched so much Moto Vision in the house, like '90s, '80s races, just everything. Like it's you know. Um, but we also understand there's different uh, other stuff outside of it as well and we appreciate that as well and i think we all together um try to take that um appreciation of outside of moto and inspiration from different cultures including skateboarding or basketball or fucking whatever it is yeah and kind of bring that into moto as well yeah yeah i definitely and i think that that's the vibe that comes across when was the first time that you guys like met and and worked together uh so first time uh this was 2016 um and i just got to california uh and this was just verb moto stuff so i was just kind of um just doing like my schedule shit you know they're like hey this day you're gonna go film this guy this guy and then I had a day where I had to go shoot Jason. So I went to film him, made him uh, like a verb select edit or whatever. But actually that day never really, I don't, I mean, I don't remember, but never really. And to be honest, what's crazy, I was never really like, like I grew up and Jason was already a pro when I was still a fan. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that guy's cool or whatever. But yeah. never really, you know, uh, yo, fucking dude, that's Jason Anderson. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Jason, but that's how it was. And uh, yeah, that first shoot just did a video and I was like, yo, this guy's cool or whatever, but didn't get to talk to him or whatever. And then I believe, 
uh, this must have been 2016 or 17, 17 probably. Um, I was going out to Florida for a shoot with um, the Verb Boys at the time still. And um, yeah, it was it was weird. We got there a little early and like two weeks early before I think Minios or some shit like that. And uh, Campo was like, hey, well, you guys can stay at my buddy's house. Jason, like he'll welcome you guys with open arms. And then that's like when we really like first met and we kind of like <laughs> never left. Yeah, dude. It's so cool that there yeah. can be like those, uh, you can find like those real genuine friends through it because there is a lot of, yeah, there is a lot of just like industry friendships that you have and people that'll, you know, yeah. like you stay with them and it's like a means to an end and it's not like, that's not in like a negative way, but it's just like, you kind of got a job to do, yeah. your homies, you hang, everyone's cool, but you know, you don't end up with like a lifelong friendship, you know, like what you and Jason and, yeah. and Matt have. It's like, and you know, Benny, like you end up kind of being around some guys yeah. where you have like these lifelong friendships with them. I mean, I'm like that with Wes. I'm like that with Jeremy. Like I've got guys over there where it's like, yeah, re they're really my fucking boys. Um, and it's cool when yeah. you can, you know, find those people and then you can kind of like to be in business with them and you can actually like start to build something. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, that's the thing too. It's like uh, on top of that, um, obviously I'm like really, we're all really good friends and I'm, I make filmer money. You know what I mean? I'm not making a fuck ton, but at the same time, I'm not there like, yo, I'm able to live with Jason Anderson. He's making fucking, you know, X amount of money racing and getting sponsored. I'm not there like, fuck man like you know hopefully he can pay for this and that like yeah it's really yeah. not like that it's more like hey i'm here you, you i'm here I, I have this opportunity to be here let me take care of my own but at the same time like i got your back too like fucking money and all that bullshit aside like bro like you know if even if like had to square up like i'll fucking i would i would probably throw hands you know like for that select amount of group you know I really would. I'm, I'm not a fighter. I really, I'm, I'm really not. But if it came down to it, like for a, some situation like that, like Jason, Matt, Benny, like that crew right there, like that's, that's the squad. You know what I mean? I, I bet, I bet there'd be some like some real French fucking savagery, like some Napoleon shit that comes out. <laughs> Fuck no, dude. dude. Oh, bro, I'm so bad. I'm not a fighter. And honestly, so I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to kind of take on jujitsu for a bit. Uh, when I was in Florida, there was a one right down the road and I was like, dude, and not even just for the fighting, but more so of just, um, being disciplined. you know what I mean? Yeah. Mentally and like, just like all like discipline. That was what it was for. Um, yeah, it was funny, but the, <laughs> I want, I wanted to do that and I'm, I haven't done it. I'm fucking, I'm dude, you should fucked off. I probably should have done it. I know. You should 100%. You know why? It's the fucking best sport in the world when you travel. Every gym. Yeah. So like, yeah, if, if you can you, go, yeah, you go anywhere, dude. And like, it's free. Like no one, you will, it would be very, 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 very rare for you. Like, let's say you went to Italy and you found a jujitsu gym yep. in, in Milan or something like that. They would not charge you. Like you just walk in, go really? session set. No, nah, no way. So it'd be so fucking rare. That's like one of the things that I love about yeah. it, man. Like I've been to gyms all over now because yeah, you just walk in, you like go on, most gyms have an Instagram and you just go on their Instagram and then you see what time their yeah, class yeah, is. Right. And like, you don't have to, you just take like a rashi and, and some 
like training shorts and, and you're fucking dialed but you definitely should do it man I, i'd be down to help you try and get into it like pick a cool gym or something if you know somewhere where i know someone yeah. and there's uh there's actually whenever you're in new jersey That'd be crazy dude actually whenever you're in new jersey there's these guys i went on their podcast a couple months ago um and brian the one of the guys that hosts it he has an academy in new jersey and he's a full moto dude he used to race back in the day brian brian who oh fuck i forget his last name i'll figure it out for you uh but he's uh, like yeah 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 yeah, he's yeah a, send it to me though yeah yeah he's a black belt and like dude that'd be pretty sick and if you just went in got like a few private lessons before you went and did a class like i could see you getting into it you're smart too you know smart people do good at <laughs> dude. too uh well it'd be crazy too uh like jason whenever he goes back to albuquerque i'll just go train those gyms over there with the gnarliest fuckers because they all train in albuquerque i feel like right yeah dude they in do for elevation sure. yeah yeah <laughs> get my ass kicked out there <laughs> it's fucking it. yeah, it's good for you but then when it comes time to throw hands you know yeah th exactly that's what i was saying like dude i've i've never fought a day in my life i think i went i did like fuck around like uh backyard boxing with my friends <laughs> dude <laughs> this shit is terrible bro i'm throwing like the worst haymakers fucking just looking just bad really bad i'm a lover i'm not a fighter i just like to chill you know that shit is fucking funny yeah no i mean it it, it definitely is cooler that that you guys kind of um have that relationship and um and yeah i mean ando is he's a you are right like he's a no bullshit kind of dude like he's just not gonna i don't think he's really cares to like put on a face around people either you know like just yeah it's pretty well yeah. like take it or fucking leave it you know but i I like that in a dude yeah 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 definitely and dude he yeah he's um yeah he's a he's a good dude man that fucker loves to eat though god damn that's the one thing man see like i need to train because that guy is burning so many calories at the track he yeah. get, get, leaves the track and he's like all right dude let's go eat like two giant burritos at chipotle and i'm like all right cool but i didn't do fuck all <laughs> i just filmed <laughs> i'm about to like eat the same you know what i mean but uh yeah dude he he loves he loves food and um honestly uh like I'm French, so I grew up in French parents and everything. And dude, French people do not eat anything spicy at all. And meeting Jason, I kind of had to, you know, sack up and start eating a little bit of spicy stuff and started liking it. Opened up some new uh, taste bud avenues or whatever they call right. it. You can't be mad at that. <laughs> I will say New Mexico is, dude, <laughs> the shit's wild. Where he comes from, they put like green and red chili on mm. everything like burritos and everything new mexico i think is the only place i've ever been to where at 7 30 in the morning for breakfast they asked if i wanted chips and salsa <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so uh, i was like what the fuck <laughs> so is, and he is, was like yeah fuck yeah <laughs> is his like family full like mexican background or yeah, like New Mexican. So um, I don't know exactly the whole background, but yeah, they're they're all from over there. And I mean, I'll let him explain his yeah, story. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're like full like New Mexico. The whole family's been like working on the railroad for past generations. Like you know, they're fucking like he's one of a kind to come out of there. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like they grew up like in New Mexico. Where he showed me his. Um, 
his house that he grew up in in Edgewood when we were there. Um, I think it was two years ago or last year when he went to New Mexico to prep for Salt Lake. Yeah. I got to kind of uh, see it all. And um, dude, it's crazy to see where he, he came from, especially for me because I'm New Jersey and like pre-urban, yeah, so suburban. Yeah. And he's just in New Mexico. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, but at the same time, uh, traveling the U.S., dude, New Mexico and New Jersey kind of has some similarities um, in the people almost. Like people mm. keep it fucking real. But New Mexicans, I will say, are probably some of the toughest mofos out there, dude. Those guys, bro, they're working like blue collar jobs all day long and they're just drinking, pounding beers and they just fucking, they're just gritty. They're super <laughs> gritty up there. That's so gnarly. It's wild. <laughs> Uh, so the, the business side is something, um, that's like pretty interesting with the whole team fried thing. Like you mentioned it before, the fact that you guys, um, use all like copyright music. So there's like a bunch of money that you're giving mm. away essentially, um, for like the art's yeah. sake, which I think is super fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and there's a pretty big commitment there on your end. And it's like, I mean, dude, some of the song choices this year, have just been impeccable to go from Limp Biscuit to In Excess at Unadilla <laughs> was like that's why I fucking I uh I I've yeah. sent that video to Ricardo because he's like a big music dude and I'm just like bro yeah, enjoy yeah. just fucking enjoy yeah. headphones on dude, just and, enjoy and I feel like uh I don't know I've was okay so before all of this i was heavily influenced and i probably was known as like the rap instead of guy you know what i mean yes I you were just putting fucking meek mill all that <laughs> yeah, shit you, you know were. what i mean and, you were the uh, trap lord and that's that, but that's also yeah dude and but at the same time that was <laughs> but bro shout out jersey right there that's yeah. that's the shit i was inspired and in growing up in you know uh, i was like I was in a pretty diverse high school, public high school growing up, and uh, there wasn't that many like like white kids or anything. I was kind of called like white boy growing up, you know. So I kind of like grew up and got influenced by a, a lot of a lot of that, um, and that culture. Not in a bad way, obviously. I think in a really good way, which gives me almost a different perspective to uh, yeah. different people um, in in the industry that shoot moto. Um, so that was like my big thing. And then I just got way over the rap music because it was just everywhere. And um, I always listened to different music, probably more like classic rock and indie-ish music a little bit um, on my own time. And then like once like hanging out with Jason and Matt, once we all got together, um, those two listened to like insane amount of good music. And I kind of like got um, yeah influenced by them with that. For sure. It's and crazy. I tried to just kind of this summer, just, just sorry. sorry. No, um, no, no, This summer I was just trying to change it up a little bit, you know, just be a little different. And everything was freestyled though. That's the one thing. Like I don't really, most of those videos I'm like, all right, let's just capture what the fuck happens and let's see what kind of a vibe would be like. And then usually when I'm making those videos, I'm deciding the song day of kind of mm. the video. I'm like, oh, fuck damn this would be kind of sick oh let's go let's go work on this and then next thing you know i'm just balls deep in this edit and then i don't stop until it's over because i hate walking away from uh from like an unfinished video 
that's pretty cool to know yeah i was gonna talk like ask you a little bit about the like processes and stuff um of like yeah. how how you do it um it's funny how music can bond friends like really really good music yeah like I have music buddies that, you know, I'll like, we'll just be sending each other music back and forward all the time. And there's such a crazy connection that you can have through music. And I don't know if you ever met Jay Reinenberg when, um, like through JDR, like when he was over there. But, um, I mean, there's like this one, he's the guy that owned the JDR team. And so me and him, oh, okay, okay. like I lived, I lived with him, um, when I was doing the JDR thing over there. And there was like one day, like where I found my old iPod randomly, like my old sixty gig like OG iPod, and um, yeah. and I went through it and I was like scrolling through, and then I found Lincoln Park, and I just played. Um, oh fuck, dude! I just <laughs> fucking played Meteora from the top one day, and we were driving yeah. to Big Bear, Some good and shit. Uh, and we like we we kind of had like we knew we had like this common music interest. But just, dude, that fucking yeah. one song, you know, you just play. Maybe it was hot. Maybe it was Hybrid Theory and like Paper Cut comes on. And you just like, yeah. boys, you know, you're like, wow, that's my fucking yeah. guy right there. Like when it hits yeah. you the same. And then from then on, dude, me and him, we've seen Linkin Park together probably 16, 17 times with like, without exaggeration. And that's all over the world. Like we've literally flew to see. Yeah. You know, we saw him in Australia, we saw him in places in America. So it was just like music and like friends with really good music taste can like, you can really yeah. like click through that shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And, and fucking music. I mean, I will say if I had to make like a list of things I would need in life, music would be on there. I've been a music head my whole mm. life. Like I fucking had the Walkman. I had all that shit. I always needed music on the way to school any any time you know and uh yeah it just like kind of uh, brought us all together and and yeah and it's crazy too because with them around it also helps me being like influenced by a different style of music and like maybe sometimes jason's like yo you should put this in an edit and i'll listen to it. i'm like oh yeah that'd be kind of cool like i don't know i also have like a very specific taste personally uh when i have to edit something i'll like know it's the one when i hear it if that makes mm. sense i have to really like dude i'll do a full process of going through music of like my liked playlist everything maybe i get into like a wormhole of uh just a genre that i like and i'll just like listen to it and then i need to listen to it at certain parts to know if it changes and all that shit too because mm. i don't want to fucking like oh damn this sounds good i drag it in and i like start working off of it and then halfway through i'm like oh fuck like what do i do here yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm like really, really picky with that stuff, but, um, I don't know. You also can't make everyone happy too with the videos. When I was doing like rap stuff, I was like, fuck me, dude. <laughs> fuck him, right? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that I think makes the videos so good on your end as well is that like for me, I'm almost tuning in to hear your selection of music as much as I am to watch the, <laughs> the writing. Uh, and I mean, ain't yeah. no love in the heart of the city. Oh, <laughs> get the fuck out of town. You know, like there's just been so many. Which one was that? God, what video was think. that? Um, I don't think oh, it was this Oh, fuck. Season. That's a, uh, you know what? 
That's lost. That's season. 2020 Red yeah. Bud. Um, yeah. yeah, right before bah, Millville bah, with the Lil bah, Wayne bah, edit. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, dude. So fun. That's on oh, my. Fuck. I will say. But now that's like on my like playlist. Oh, no, no. That's come, you know, that's come up and that's like got me yeah. deeper into like a, a different genre. Yeah. So there's, it's like a, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. It's, it's a pretty important thing, I think. Yeah. And I'm going down a weird path too. Like, bro, this, like the hurlings Rod Stewart edit. <laughs> Honestly, like I've always kind of heard that song. It was on the radio growing up and stuff. And, um, I was like, ah, it's cool or whatever. But now, like, I'm almost, like, trying to listen to it differently. Like, mm. fuck, this would go hard as hell on this shit. Like, it, because, obviously, dude, a sick-ass rap beat with fucking, who knows, Future, whatever, any of those guys. And you put it to Hurling's, like, yeah, that shit's going to look dope. But, like, dude, I don't know. You can use, like, something different, and it'll look really cool. Especially because it makes it easier. Um, It's kind of the same, like skateboarding like some of those guys like they are so good they can wear whatever the fuck they want do an edit mm. to whatever music they want because they just look that good to it it's almost the same as like her like dude hurlings like you could put whatever the fucking music you want under it and it's gonna look sick you know if that mm -hmm. makes sense yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah so and then i just I think want like, it to be different and like just yeah and you can take like you can take a risk with a guy like Hurlings in an edit because the fucking footage is so good. Like you can't make a shit video. Yeah. Like, so it's like you can mm. take a risk and then you take a risk with music and then it just pays off massive. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think this whole summer was fucking crazy with the music selection, but yeah, I mean that Unadilla edit with like the Limp Biscuit song <laughs> first and then straight into In Excess, it was just, <laughs> it was it was insane like that was that wasn't an edit you know like it was an experience in a way and i mean even like yeah. rufus to soul <clears throat> for the uh for the dino lost files like that was the first yeah. you know opening i mean there's just so much cool shit but i mean this all comes off the back of a decision not to monetize on youtube which is that's a kind of gnarly decision yeah. because that means that now like that, uh, that's the money we rely on. Like we rely on the YouTube ad yeah. money and we can't, I mean, granted it's our own shit and like there's no music underneath this, but you know, we make writing edits and stuff and they fucking suck because we don't use cool music. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's crazy because, um, like we don't make any money other than trying to sell clothes <clears throat> and all of it's kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, all of it's out of pocket straight up mm. like it's shit's all out of my pocket and jason's not paying for me to be at the races or pay for my flight there was definitely a couple times i'd say a couple years back we were really trying to establish ourselves um we would help like we would work things out and especially like staying at the races like a hotel and stuff i'd be able to see with jason like that shit would help but it's really all out of our own time and pocket and the only thing we can really bank on is apparel but at the same time personally i really don't give a shit about the money like i would like to make a good living off of this but for me it's it's more so like straight up just giving it back to the sport and like going back to that 250c rider me that's mm. on the fence line and sees dean wilson that one time a year like that's the sh that's who i'm doing this shit for if that makes sense mm-hmm
and, yeah, and core think, heads, dude. Like I fucking love dirt bikes, and that and and it's for it's yeah, it's really for those people that will like see it and they really appreciate it, and hopefully as well, people that have never seen it can look at this and like, damn, this is pretty cool, and then as well grow the sport. Yeah, definitely, man, and and I think that that's why I kind of was curious with like how old you were because I mean for me, like I was kind of just trying to like I was on that vibe until I was about twenty nine. And then when shit went down and I had to move back to Australia, I kind of just like didn't have a choice. I didn't have like, I wasn't going to be able to go to the race. There was like nothing sort of here. I had to like make my own shit happen. And then the podcast happened essentially. But it's like, you've got time, big time to make bank. And I I feel like the people that do end up making like a really good living out of shit, like the people like you that, grind like fuck for the love and they do it for the culture and there's something that is like really fulfilling to you about this process and about creating and about um you know like the product that that you're trying to make and i feel like whenever there is that like legitimate good intentions mixed with the hard work that you put in that it's it just comes like the money at some point um, yeah. will it's like a it's like a long tail you know what i mean and after a while it fucking yeah. it, it yeah. catches up um but yeah i mean it's that's sort of one of my i guess curiosities is like what do you see for yourself as, as like the business side of it going forward and i mean do you see like a roadmap to you in the future of like i want to make these kind of videos i want to do these kind of gigs i want to like do you even want to like enter into that world or like you, have you thought about like what you want in the future? Yeah. I, to be honest, I live like such in the moment that like, I really, I really just live. I don't watch the news. I don't really, I, I obviously see it on Instagram and shit, but I really just try and focus on what's going on around me or where I'm going to go today and this and that. So with Team Pride, I really don't know where this is going to go because it just keeps building and it's just, yeah, it's wild. I would love, I would love to make a living off of this. If I can do this and only this with Team Pride, um, that's, that's the end goal for me is being able to build this, this, this brand and being able to film and, and, and show up to the track and the rider is, he knows who you are and he's pumped that you're there to film them. Like that kind of stuff. Um, that's like what I, I, I don't know. It's, that's a, that's a good question. Um, but hopefully just to keep building. I mean, right now I'm just trying to have fun and like I said, ride this wave and take advantage of, uh, the opportunity that I'm in because at the mm. end of the day, I'm also easily replaceable too. So it, I just have to, you know, not take it for granted and um i don't know just keep grinding i guess it's it's uh i got really lucky i think too um because i think the toughest part to stay in this is the financial part Mm. and like all those nights of staying at jason's hotel room and like staying at his house in florida where you know all that shit because obviously I couldn't do that on my own. I couldn't just go out from New Jersey out of my own pocket and then just stay in Florida out of my, like pay for my own hotel, stay there for months to just grind out videos. Like I was able to at least have that opportunity to stay with Jason and then take advantage of that opportunity. But at the same time, still do it out of my pocket just with Mm. a little bit of relief, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm really fortunate with that. 
Yeah, there's something to be said too. Like if you, like let's say you're a person that's like listening to this podcast and you want to be the next fucking Tom Janae. It's like, okay, cool. You got to be like super down to be broke for a really long time with like no real, (laughs) (laughs) with like no real end in sight. I mean, I fucking find it so strange that I actually have money that hits my bank account like semi-regularly like that's fucking crazy to me now yeah i mean granted i got a lot of lot yeah. of like bills and employees and shit now but it's like yeah. at my point at like one point in my life like when i was living in america and filming every right like i just didn't know when fucking money was gonna ha- like happen like <laughs> Dude, not even yeah. like make much and, money like just any money uh, i just didn't know when i was gonna get fucking paid next and then you get up and you fucking film and then you edit and you're just like i I guess, like, surely something will happen. It's straight up a gypsy life. Yep. It's a gypsy life, dude. Straight up. And on top of that, it's like, um, you don't, like, for me, I don't don't think about the money. Maybe I should more. Mm. And I don't really think about it until, like, the one day I decide to look. I'm like, fuck, dude. I need to, like, you know. I need to get some money right now. It's <laughs> yeah. like shit like that. Like, for example, like, dude, right now, I ha- I don't have a car right now. I would drive my truck from New Jersey to California back and forth all the time. And um, I drove it back, I think, before outdoors or during outdoors. I drove it back, and it's got, like, 250,000 miles on it. And I'm like, dude, there's no way it's going to make it back. So I just had to leave it there. Sold it back to my dad, made a little bit of cash off of it, and... Um, I'm trying to save up money for a car, but fucking, it's like the money I make goes into the next project that I go to. And then I'm not helping myself when I'm fucking like, oh, damn, $700 flight to fucking Italy. Oh, let's go and do that. But at the end of the day, like I spend that money and then I I feel like I definitely get a lot in return. Mm. Um, and I hope that in the future, financially, I can get it returned as well, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, like, uh, like, do you think, do you know, you know, like, Mr. Beast, like, his YouTube videos? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, he famously puts every dollar that he makes into, essentially, like, the next month's lot of videos. And, I mean, for me, that's been pretty much my entire life is, and this is, like, a really hard headspace for people to understand, especially, like, my parents and my brother and like people that are around me and these days it's like it's gotten a a bit better like it's a lot more stable this is just like a this is like a job essentially like i just have a job now whereas before i was like you like i didn't really have a fucking job and it's like you got your camera and you got the people that you film it and then you just got to figure out a way to like um to like make money off it you know um but it was yeah. like I just fully had this headspace that I was just completely invested in to where it was like, I'm down, I'm down, I'm down to just spend every dollar that I got into exactly what you said, yeah. like the next project and the next project and the next project and the next yeah. project. And like, I mean, I just fucking bought a red again and it's like I lost a red pretty much like when I left America and like that was like a big silent yeah. goal was to like get a red again and get back into that game like i actually feel like i want to be creative again in that way like i kind of didn't really care for a while um Mm -hmm. but it's like that again is like i got i had money and i was like all right i need to reinvest like that just that mentality of just spend everything you make on your creative outlet spend it all (laughs) 
And like, at some point, it's like, uh, so Mr. Beast, to get back to that reference, it's like, he'll spend fucking, if he makes like $6 million in a month, which is like, that's, you know, he's, he's making millions a month. And then he's like putting it back Uh, into that, into the next month's videos. But then at some point, and this is, I guess, like my mentality, which I, it was pretty cool when I, I've been really studying Mr. Beast quite a bit and like listening to a lot of his interviews and Mm -hmm. like just kind of trying to get into his headspace a little bit, because I think that I've kind of occupied that same headspace, but on like a much smaller scale. Um, But you know, it's like in my head, I was always like, man, I'll, at one point, if I can just like keep going and just every month I get money, I'm invest it and then that makes more money and more at some point i can just take a month off and i'll be fine and maybe i'll be able to buy like i'll be able to put a house deposit down and maybe you know maybe one day i'll be able to you know take that that month where it's like all right i can actually cash some of this money and actually do some of this shit but you know for now it's like i look around my studio it's like my studio is full like of shit if we need a new fucking pci card so that the hdmi you know inputs to the computer can be better it's like bang there's a thousand dollars it's like we need these fucking microphones bang there's three thousand dollars like just it's fucking it's a it's a weird i guess like a a really counterintuitive or like against the norm way of like living a life but i feel like yeah guys like us we've just decided that it's okay to be like broke as fuck to like in the name yeah. of like creating the vision that you've got. Fuck yeah. And like, dude, we live like between Matt and I too, bro. We live such a dirtbag lifestyle. Like <laughs> <laughs> obviously I will say, so like I'm, I'm like not making any money off team fried. I'm like doing this right now. I'm really not, I'm not making any money off of this. This is strictly to just keep building and we're making money in team fried, Yeah, but that money's staying there to kind of build so yep. that we can continue doing this, if that makes sense. But everything is out of my own pocket on my end. Luckily, I'm able to do side gigs. Like for this summer, I was doing pro motocross. Right now, I just took on Racer X where I'll supply them social stuff. So that's at least giving me a little bit of a consistent little paycheck to kind of get by. But I mean, essentially, I hopefully one day I can like fucking actually make a living where I have my own place and I don't have to be living... <laughs> no offense to Jason and Matt, but we can all have our own place and we don't have to live together and yeah. like, have a car and go do this shit and that, you know, but for right now, I, I, at the same time, I, I feel like it's also important to just focus on this shit that I'm doing. And yeah, and yeah, like every, every race, like this summer, I was able to have that budget, like expense traveling and stuff but before that it was like fuck all right let's spend this money on this flight and hopefully you know that money will we'll make it back in a in a week or two you know but it's just constantly just all right let's try and take and take another risk yeah i mean and it's probably crazy for people to hear that you don't make money off team fraud it's like it's probably the most culturally (laughs) relevant thing that we have like I, i think that if we look inside our industry it's like to me you've got you know like the thrasher and skateboarding it's like team fried is like that's like the core if you look inside the sport of like what's our cultural identity right now like what's the wave we're all riding what's the thing that we all watch to fire us up what's the video that we never miss like 
that to me is team fried. So it's like to have such a crazy cultural impact, but to just be making no fucking money off it. It's like people would probably yeah. be pretty shocked to hear that that's how the shit actually goes down. Yeah. And and I'm not, I'm also not trying to like say, "Hey, I'm not making oh, money no, off def- this." Oh, no, definitely. I don't think like it comes off crying like about that. it, you know what I mean? No, nah, no. Nah. Like, yeah, like it's straight up yeah, this is like the passion of this. This is like my passion project almost. And hopefully, you know, we can keep building and that one day the, you know, we can start paying ourselves and then fucking later down the road, who knows, let's say like 10 years from now, this shit's just insane. And we fucking mm. decide to have to some big company. And they're like, Hey, we'll give you like $20 million for this. And then fucking next, thing you know, I'm a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <be> pretty cool. <laughs> but that, I guess that's like kind of the but, fucking dream, you know, like that's kind of the, that's kind yeah. of the line of thinking that you've got to have to commit yeah. to it in the way that, that you commit to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, dude, and going back to the team for like, um, dude, there was like a rumor. I don't know how true this big or true or big this rumor was, but apparently like people, like when we first started selling t-shirts and this shit's all out of our garage too. Like this is fucking, we don't have fucking, uh, whatever they call it. Fulfillment centers. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. We don't have any of that. And there was like, I heard at one point like, oh yeah, I heard like team brides making like $50,000 a month off their clothes and i'm like fuck dude i fucking wish bro if that was the case bro i'd fucking have there'd be like three guys out there with fucking zoom cams and everything but that's you know hopefully we'll we'll get there one day but i'm not like stressing about like the the money side as long as i can keep doing this mm. and keep filming 14 fried and have my own creative freedom to show like my view of it um that's all that really matters honestly like I, i'm I'm figuring out right now with next year what um I can and can't do for Supercross, but I would love to be able to do the same exact thing um, or t- team down. I'd love to bring Team Fight to Supercross. I really would. Mm. Like I think it, I think it'd be awesome. Um, so we'll see. But um, either or, like, and I already made this <laughs> plan. If uh, I really, dude, I have no idea. Maybe I should probably be more on top of it with figuring out what my deal is with Supercross. But um. If I can't go there, dude, I'm not kidding. I've already told Jason and Matt this. I'll fucking pay out of my own pocket and I'll go to Europe and film GPs before outdoors and just do I that would, shit. I would love that. I'd also love Team Fried <laughs> Supercross, but I definitely love uh, Tonginay, uh Euro Edition. Yeah, dude. I I was I already had like the whole game plan. Like I'd go fucking stay with Jed for like a month. Then oh. I'd go down to Italy, stay with Guadagnini, just like kind of swap around, hop on different couches. I mean, that's how it is, anyways. I'm out. I live out of my suitcase. Like, bro, I literally have, <laughs> I have my backpack with my laptop, um, camera, and a change of clothes to go film tomorrow at Elsinore because I'm gonna go to Grindstone after this. I'm gonna film oh. Walshy tomorrow, actually. Oh no, shit! That dude's a psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. Straight up fucking psycho. I actually want... Um, straight up I, gypsy life, you know? Yeah, man. Well, that's where the name of this show came from because that's all... and That's <laughs> what people called me. They were just like, oh, fucking gypsy, man. Like, that's just what he does. Like, from when I was 19, you were just on a couch and going wherever the fuck. And like, dude, it was crazy even, you know, when I was doing all that stuff. We didn't even really have internet. Like, there's people that I, like, completely fucked their internet so bad. Like, people, I left people's houses, and then a, a few weeks later, I'd get 
friends call me being like, dude, there's a fucking $900 internet bill for you fucking uploading yeah. these videos when you stayed here. Like, it was as gypsy spec as it got back yeah, in the day. dude, Australia's weird for that shit, bro. I didn't know about that because, like, here it's kind of unlimited, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And the first time I went to fucking, when I went to Sydney with Shirk, we stayed in an Airbnb and, like, the first night, dude, we were, like, so jet-lagged. We left, uh, we were just watching The Office on Netflix and we left that TV running, dude. Oh. The Airbnb lady within like one day called us up and was like, hey, like, don't, like, what are you guys doing with the internet? She's like, you know, I got to pay Freaking for this. Out, it's on yeah. a plane. We're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, we're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, we left it running like just, it, it was, yeah, not good. We didn't leave it running when we left, but I'm saying like we yeah, you know, like watched it all night, yeah. fell asleep and yeah. That's yeah, fucking just streaming funny. shit. <laughs> I um I'm like pretty keen to do this uh this Langston ride across South Africa thing. I don't know if you listen to the podcast with him, but we kind of talked about um that we wanted to do this trip, and I've actually been texting with him back and forth a little bit about like potential dates. So if we do it November next year. I'll fly you to come and do like the trip across Fuck, South Africa. Dude. I'd, dude, I'd love to go to South. I'd love to go there. They have Nando's there too. I think that's where it originates from actually. Really? I think, don't quote me on that, but I'm almost pretty sure it comes from South Africa. Dude, how good is Nando's? Oh, fuck, dude. They only have it in uh, two places in the US. So there's two rounds a year we can go get it. Uh, one is in Chicago. They have like a select few. So for Red Bud, you fly into Chicago, grab Nando's. And then Bud's Creek, the whole state of Maryland, I guess it's like kind of like known for their chicken or whatever. There's a bunch of uh, Nando's around um, around Maryland in Washington, D.C. It's so weird. And you can't franchise them. Like, dude, Jason's wanted to franchise one in L.A. forever because he'd make a killing off of it. Dude, right? I was That was literally my next question. It's like, why the fuck does Jason yeah. not franchise one of those yeah. things like he would be rich oh uh, dude that that fucker stays up all night he looks up all that shit doesn't matter nando's chick-fil-a he bro he's always looking up like what what how much what can i do with my money and make it make it grow <laughs> yeah that was like there was one time we were we we're at dinner and it was like he just i don't know if i've told this story on the podcast but he just had moved in like i think he just got the claremont house and uh or like he'd been in there like a few months and then he didn't even bother getting a TV stand. He just put the TV on yeah. the box that the TV came yeah. in and then... And folding we were, chairs. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were talking about some <laughs> shit like he fully he fully just laid out like his... I don't, he would have been maybe 21. He fully laid out like his entire <laughs> retirement plan with like his income and like his... It was fucking crazy though because... He literally said, he's like, I'm definitely winning at least one 450 championship and that money is going to like set me up and I'm going to do this with this money. Like he hadn't won shit at this point, but he was so fucking dialed on like exactly what he was going to do, the exact money that he was going to yeah, spend, dude. the money that he was going to save. Like he is a switched on dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's, that's wild. And dude, <laughs> it's funny. Cause like, <laughs> I guess, uh, it's true what they said. I don't know what the quote is exactly, but um, rich people live like they're poor. And mm -hmm. it's fucking damn 
facts because bro i make like one little check i'm like fuck yeah let's go spend it on like for him like he's making probably millions of dollars and like when he moved to the florida house dude he doesn't even have a fridge like rockstar will send like the little fridges for their energy drinks we'll just use that as the fridge like fuck free fridge (laughs) we got monster fridges now too so we've been using those bad boys Oh, dude, you got, yeah, you gotta love it. But like, I mean, he's got it figured out. Like, you don't really need all the all the shit. Yeah. I think Dunge still no, has the first yeah. truck that he bought. When Dunge did his first contract, he still has like he bought a truck and he still has that truck. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. He's done different things. Like, I know. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna like fucking blow his whole thing out, but I know he had like, dude, he had one different houses and shit like that. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, he's a uh, yeah, he's a uh, smart man, and I'm glad to have him in my corner or be yeah. in his corner. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a G for, for sure. Yeah, the uh, the South Africa trip though, like I definitely, I definitely would want to yeah. get yeah. you out, and then it'd just be like, so I'm, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do like a cool, like I don't know, almost like a show, almost. Um, like I want to do something like kind of new in moto in that way of Mm -hmm. like in terms of content just something like completely different um and i think that yeah the gl thing like riding like i want to get essentially it's like get adventure bikes like land at whatever the fuck airport at one end of the country and then have some adventure bikes waiting there and then you like land on the airport and then you just put your adventure bike gear on and then you just ride and then there's a there's like a a (laughs) camera car support vehicle and then a trailer with dirt bikes and then essentially you just like ride the adventure bike to the dirt bike track and then you just like stay there and then you ride dirt bikes and then you get on and then you ride again but like imagine the visuals dude of like riding through fucking like cape town and you're on these adventure bikes and then you know riding through like game parks and then meeting all the cool people along the way and that's one of the dope things about the whole gypsy tales thing is like there's people from all over the world that will message me and say like we love the show we listen to the show like so many people listen here like imagine if you could come and like imagine us just like going and riding an adventure bike to a fucking local south african club day and just like me sam and grant langston doing a club day you know yeah dude be crazy and that's the thing too like like people all over the world yeah they fucking it's wild like i have people from when i went to italy dude the different countries and i'm sure um i'm sure there's south african following too i mean i filmed actually a couple kids um from south africa and they're all um really cool that'd be rad though yeah Uh, fun fact actually while i have this on my mind um our biggest statistic following other than the u.s um is australia with really yeah like 40 percent or something like it's huge it's fucking huge and like my personal page is like all my top cities other than even like the u.s um australia's first Wow. So like when I make these videos, to be honest, I kind of think of like the, the Aussies. I'm like, fuck, let's, <laughs> let's give the Aussies a little chats for this one or something, you know? <laughs> Dude, yeah. We should fully go through some like epic Aussie songs, like stuff that's not cliche, oh, but it's like l- yeah. every Aussie would actually know what, what that song is. But it's not like a fucking, I come from yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I, I obviously like I um I've been discovering music and I kind of figured I found out about the chats. Like I honestly 
sound, I mean, I sound like a poser, but I think I found out like a little earlier this year when I was like scrolling on a playlist and I was like, fuck, this is good. And um, kind of understanding a little bit of this, the slang and having Benny too with yeah. Benny around, dude, he's fucking telling me what Smoko is all about shit. I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah, this is rad. <laughs> <laughs> dude, how good Smoko. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Fucking, I'm on Smoko. Fuck, Leave I need me to be a smoker right now, mate. Stop saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, fuck it. It's, almost, it's actually almost smoko for us. Yeah. Um. So we should do some bench <laughs> rep. We've almost, uh, we've almost done. Oh, no. How long have we been going for, Griff? Two and a half. Fucking hell. The shit went fuck. quick. Shit went quick. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, we should do hey, some it's going to be good for a couple people that are on a on a long drive, too. That's all I listen to now on Road Trips is podcasts. Mm. I can't do the music. What What are you listening to podcast-wise? <sighs> Honestly, I do, I do listen to yours. I listen to yours. Um, I'm pretty fucking basic. I listen to... Joe Rogan, um, hot boxing with Mike Tyson. I think those yeah. are pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of that's kind of it. Like those are the three. I'm not. I don't really branch out too much. Um, just because like I've listened to other people, I'm like ah, this shit's just like nah. I, you have I have my categories of what I would want to listen to, and boom, that's it. Yeah, dude. But I, no bullshit, dude. I can show you my Spotify. Like I got you on there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you've sent me a couple messages from some episodes. <laughs> uh it's fun yeah no it's good especially on long road trips it's awesome yeah it's funny though i like to to put these out like i actually i put them out obviously so people will listen to them but i have like zero expectation that anyone would actually want to listen to this shit fully yeah but people do it's crazy bro it's fucking wild and same thing with like filming too like the vlogging ourselves i'm like dude there's nobody who watch this shit and people fucking watch it it's it's crazy and like even um uh this weekend so i was um at day in the dirt <clears throat> and i was with my buddies uh deegan von losberg trevor stewart all of them and deegan's brother he's like he preps all of deegan's bikes with his dad and he's a huge moto head and he fucking straight up listens to every podcast in moto like i guarantee you, ryan you're listening to this shit right now like he <laughs> listens to all of it Every and straight through too, like bro. I, I, I mean, I can only have a certain amount of hours or time when I am able to listen to some of these. Mm. It's wild. It's crazy, but it's dope, man. It's it's cool and it's um, it's a nice little avenue that's created for a lot of us. Yeah, and I, I think that um, one of the things that I said pretty early on is that just like people don't really want to like dip out a moto, like you know, you've got your every day and you've got your stuff that, you know, some, most people are got to commute to work and it's like, what are you going to listen to? You want to just like, if you're a moto head, then like you want to listen to moto. Yeah. And then if you've got like, yeah, like dude, for me, like I'm watching team fried at lunch. That's what I'm, I'm going on. And if there's a new yeah. video, I'm waiting. I'm always until, watching moto. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, you know, to think about like, it is funny. I'm like, I don't really expect anyone to listen to this. But it's like, there's a lot of people that just don't want to leave Moto. And there's a lot of people that fucking love your work. Yeah. So they're like, oh, wow, Tom Janae is coming on Gypsy Tales. Like, bang, definitely listening to that. But, and then yeah. the weird thing as well is that, A, people want to listen. But then once you start getting so many people listening, you kind of almost just like lose touch of what, like, it's really hard to even put a mental, uh, 
like wrap your head yeah. mentally around like how many people that it's overwhelming is. It's fucking bizarre. It's overwhelming as fuck. Like, dude, even like the, the at the podium, like I said, like <laughs> there's a lot of people that I probably have messaged back on Instagram, but I'm mm. really bad with names or faces and stuff. And like fucking in the crowd, they're yelling out my name and shit. And I'm like, dude, like. What the fuck? Like Tomax on the podium. Fucking yell out ET3. Like what the hell are you guys <laughs> yeah. screaming Team Fried for? But it's cool. You know, and at the same time, it's super cool, but it's extremely overwhelming at the same time. And I'm trying to get better at that because um, I do think I have like a good personality to kind of interact with fans and like mm. also maybe film myself and stuff. So I want to, I, I want to be able to take advantage of that. It's just, yeah, it's overwhelming. Like I remember, um, this year at Southwick um, to get onto the track. Have you ever been to Southwick? That's the one place. There's like two tracks I haven't been, and that's one of them. Okay, so it's uh, it's pretty compact, and the pits are on top of this hill. So from the pits, you have to go down this steep hill um, mm. to go to the starting line. And there's a bike path for bikes only, and then if you're like crew or whatever, you have to go through the crowd. So you leave the pits and you're like entering the fucking the dome basically. And I walk right down into it and like fucking, you know, a couple people in team pride and I'm like filming them. And it's awesome. Cause it's exactly what I want and want to be able to film. But at the same time, it's like, dude, what the fuck? This is crazy. This is wild. And then and like- I try to, I try to film everybody too. And sometimes I feel like I leave people out and I'm like, I put that like stress on myself. Like, fuck man. Like, don't want to let that person down you know well the you said something earlier that's like a the probably my biggest uh thing that i'm like the most self-conscious about when it comes to people like talking to you and knowing you um i'm like pretty lucky in a sense that i'm really far away from like where the most like the most people that watch this show and like uh would know who i am I'm nowhere near those people. Like I just live in fucking Burley on the Gold Coast. Like I, I, I can one yeah. tank, one tank of fuel lasts me legitimately a month unless I go ride. And uh, so it's like I'm just not yeah. anywhere. No one really knows who the, who the fuck I am. So it's like I'm pretty lucky in that sense. But the thing that fucking sucks, and it's the worst part of any form of like notoriety, is when someone comes up to you. And they're talking to you and you're meeting them and you're having this face-to-face interaction. But you've been DMing them on Instagram for fucking ever because they're replying to stuff. <laughs> and then you don't, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. you just don't know. Don't know that to, just, that's who that person is. That is the <laughs> fucking worst feeling. So if I've ever done that to yeah. you and you're listening, like, uh, it, it actually happened to me a couple of weeks ago. And I was fucking devastated. Like, I got back in the car yeah. and then the, the dude messaged me. And then was like, dude, it was so good, man. I was like, fuck, I wish I fucking knew. Because yeah, like, yeah. you remember the interactions. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like yes. you don't actually care when you're talking to people. Like, I know that person. But it's like, I know that yeah. Instagram person. I don't know them in real life. So I spent this whole day riding with this dude that I thought I was meeting him for the first time. So that's like, that's the fucking thing that I'm so self-conscious about yeah. in this whole thing. It's weird too. I'm I'm in the same boat as well because I've had that plenty of times, and at the end of the day, I try to like I, 
for me, I want to keep it fucking real. You know what Same, I mean? Dude. I'm not fucking cooler than you or whatever. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yeah, I'm able to film. But like, I'm not fucking better than you or anything. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. There's a, there's actually, there are start, certain fans now that I am able to pick out. Um, mm. Over the last two years, like at Redbud, I, I, sorry, I don't know your name, but I, I've seen the kid before. I'm like, yo, what's up? Like, you know, just that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And then there's like, there's people I'm always talking to. I, I try to be for the most part, like 90% pretty good at replying to everybody. Mm. Um, it just, sometimes it gets fucking a little overwhelming and it's always a lot of the same like camera question and stuff. So there's days I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll tell this person. And then there's some days I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> not in a bad way. It's just like, you just don't have you know what I mean? Like, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And that's the thing too. I, I, uh, uh, I'm like, I'm very high energy or extremely low energy. Like, I'm yeah. like really excited, ready to fucking talk to anybody. Or I'm just like, bro, like fucking leave me alone, please. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I probably There's no have... good in between. It sucks. Yeah. I feel like I probably have a little bit of that. I probably would have said that pre COVID that I was just like a full on extrovert and then COVID happened and I live by myself fully for the first time in my life in like my own place and it was just like my own zone everything was on me like literally every decision I made like the whole deal just me in like this little bubble and I'm just like it's kind of fucking nice like i'm not gonna lie I just yeah know, right i don't know that i like really care to be fucking smiling and out and happy and talking to people like this is kind of cool yeah no i love it both i love dude i love being at the races around people i love being around people but i also love fucking being on my own in my room fucking a little cooked and playing fucking video games, you know, <laughs> me time. <laughs> uh, so you know, uh, I'm human at the end of the day too. Yeah, I'm fucking still typing Pornhub.com and jizzing a tissue when I'm by myself. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, amen to that, brother. Amen. <laughs> no shame in the game. That's the realest quote to come out of this fucking podcast. <laughs> Oh, uh, fuck. But, dude, what the fuck? I mean, shit's fucked now because of OnlyFans, too. Like, dude, I'm not going to lie. It's gnarly, too, you know? OnlyFans kind of gets me sometimes. <laughs> I just feel like, I feel like I want to support. <laughs> dude, right? Like, I watch a chick fuck for, like, for free, right? And then I'm like, official website. And I click out of official yeah. website. And I'm fucking on her fucking OnlyFans. And it's like. I got 12 bucks. Dude, yeah. I got 12 bucks for you. Like, you're a creator. Who fucking a, does it, right? I'm a creator. You're a creator. I respect the game. Yeah. Here it is. There's some cash. Dude, I fucking, I wish I was able to make an OnlyFans. That'd be tight. But Dude. I just don't, you know, I don't have the body physique for it, so. Don't have the meat. I'm uh, just, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> nah, we're, we're, I got stage fright too with that shit, so. I don't know, but um, yeah, no shame in the game though. We're we're content creators at the end of the day, so if uh, you support me, I I support you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucking love it. But, I can supply content too, dude. I only know how to shoot dirt bikes, so. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you could shoot porn. Yeah. Uh, wait, right, I had <laughs> I had some legitimate thoughts of when I was living in like Beverly. Well, 
I don't, I don't want to say Beverly Hills pretty loosely. I was like across so, like LA I was like, though, like yeah, I was like in I was in Beverly Hills technically, but I was in like West Hollywood. Yeah, and uh, dude, I was like going to parties with fucking porn stars and like I was like in that scene oh. for a minute, and I was like, I could fucking shoot porn, like I could definitely <sighs> do this, but I still kind of I still kind of cared. Good. Dude, I bet it does. Like, even just being a fucking stunt Fuck. cock for a chick, you know, like, that has her only fans, and you just, yeah. like, you never show nothing, but, like, she's just, like, using your shit. And it's then you're cleaner. the dude, you're the it's dude filming. It's shorter. Yep. Yeah, it's it's cleaner, it's shorter. The fucking day rate is probably, God knows, a lot more. And you fucking get home, and you're not shot as fuck from filming an outdoor national all day in 90-degree weather. I wonder, though. <laughs> Don't I worry, wonder, though. I still love dirt bikes. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, though, like, if it would, like, fuck up your perspective if you just saw pussy all day. Oh, yeah. oh, dude, honestly, imagine the confidence on picking up chicks after that shit, That's though. true, Because it's so numb to you. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, fuck it. Like, okay, if I smash, whatever. But, like, let me see if I can pull. That's probably, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking out of my complete ass, by the way. I had the worst <laughs> game yeah. ever. But uh, it's funny. Actually, so I've I've been in West Hollywood before. Um, and, uh, like, Jason has a house there that he – it's, like, an investment purpose. And uh, when I was there, I set, dude, I fucking set my Tinder straight up in the hills. I'm like, bro, let's let's cash out real quick. Let's see if I can, you know, make something happen. And we're we're here right now, so we didn't. Ah, uh, nothing happened. <laughs> didn't make it happen. Who's got the most? Who's got the most game that like you're around? Um, Ando has game. Well, both but of the boys are, are, are yeah, the they're heart. both taken. Yeah, they're, yeah, I thought he yeah, had yeah, two. they're both taken. I'm the only single guy, <laughs> and I probably had the least amount of game. <laughs> <laughs> who's, Jason who's is very, uh, he's very, uh, he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he doesn't yeah. care. He doesn't, like, approaching a girl in the bar is like, yeah, whatever. Like, just another person. Matt's really good at um, talking to girls. Like, he's always attentive and always ready to give their attention. And I'm kind of... <laughs> I love the chase and then I'm out. Yeah, really? You're just done once you got it. It's yeah, it's, it's I, no, not even like, dude, it's, it's not, I don't even get it done at times. Like mm. I'm a straight up chase and then I'm like, and then I, I'm a fucking pussy too. At the end of the day, like I back out way more times, but at the same time too, like I said, I'm talking on my ass and I don't. Honestly, I wish I could get way more chicks off Team Fried because I I really <laughs> fucking don't, dude. <laughs> Everybody wants to know, hey, what what's it? Is Andy should have a girlfriend? <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, maybe you just need to start a fucking TikTok. Team Fried on TikTok. That's maybe where you're gonna get. Fuck. I mean, they're gonna be uh, young, yeah, but you're young. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still young. It's weird though. I'm at this age now where it's uh, now you know it's starting to get. <laughs> No, you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're dude, right. I'm fucking. But dude, I don't know. There is some hot fucking now, nineteen year old girls in the world. Oh, I'll just say that. Dude. Yeah. Oh, bro. There's hot girls everywhere, dude. In California too. I'm kind of a little. Uh, Cali girls aren't really my thing anymore. When I first came out here, I was like, dude, holy shit, these chicks are mm. hot. But um, no, I will say, dude, Europe. Oh my god, it's fucked up. Europe it's fucked is up. heavy, dude. And like the the average girl there 
is a smoke show here. Yeah. It's different though. Here it's a lot of makeup and you got to, you know, have the physique. I think over there it's a lot more natural beauty. Mm. But that's yeah. what I'm into, so that's probably why. Yeah, that Slavic, uh, that Slavic Jane is, uh, Fuck. yeah, there's some, just some different shit going on. Dude, I remember. Eastern European, maybe a little Asian influence. Oh, I, Sorry, remember, go ahead. <laughs> I remember Geneva Supercross one year and, uh, we were like, we got fucked up. Like that was like a legit party that year. And it was like Hill, Axel, Malcolm was there. Fuck. Who else was there? Dude, I was fucking lit that year. And uh, and we went to this, um, we went to like the official after party. And so I just fully just got taken yeah. away by the, <laughs> by the memory. We, uh, the, it was like this crazy monster like scaffolding set up. And uh, yeah, we, we got pretty fucking wasted. And it's in the same arena too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got like the arena yeah. and then you go in the car park and it was yeah. like cold as fuck. Yeah. And we're doing like Jaeger shots like the whole night. And uh, uh, anyway, we like get back to the hotel because like the party closed down. Everyone was fucking lit, and me in the the ch- I don't want to like I won't say what year or whatever. I don't want to blow anyone out, but I don't. I still don't even know this chick's name. I don't remember the dude's name. The fucking the this dude that won the lights race uh, got like this massive champagne bottle. We're all out of alcohol, so we me. And the, the group, we would go back to the hotel and we're like, ah, right, we'll drink in the lobby. Everything's closed. You can't get any drinks. So this French chick <laughs> says to uh, Mathilde, oh, I'll go get the champagne from the fucking dude that won the lights race. He's already in bed. So oh we had like God. this massive champagne bottle. So like I walk up into the room with, <laughs> with this chick and uh, we like sneak in <laughs> like her boyfriend's asleep. We grab this fucking huge bottle go back down i think we went to like hill's room or something like that she barely spoke i don't really Fuck. think she spoke a word of english <laughs> i was straight up in love with this chick like i had never oh, seen Bro. or heard uh, like she spoke and i fucking melted dude like it was over and uh i sat in hill's oh, hotel dude. room yeah just like completely ignoring everybody else drinking champagne with this chick and we smoked a pack of cigarettes i'd never smoked a cigarette in my life up Bro, until oh. this point and i was just like i'm a fucking yep. smoker i'm a pack a day smoker because of how hot yeah. you are i was like i don't give a fuck dude okay i i'm about to blow myself out for this but i don't really give a fuck it's i think it's kind of it's this is awesome so there's this <laughs> chick uh when i was living in france in 2018 i went to france during the summer to go shoot gps and Kind of have a change in pace in life and shit. And um, there's this chick, uh, dude. <laughs> fuck, I don't know. I'm not going to say her name or anything. But, dude, I was head over heels with this chick. She was French as fuck, uh, bilingual, spoke English with the accent, oh. and listened to all the same shitty music that I do. She's fuck. fucking, she's down. She gets fried. She's down. And, dude, I was fucking in love. And... um she the one i was always going to see her and uh, i fucking dude this is the i'm gonna okay this is the only shitty part i was so in love i fucking went in too deep and i just carried my own self into the friend zone like right away like a dumbass (sighs) but dude i was so head over heels for this chick um she whipped out a pack of cigarettes 
same thing. Never smoke cigarettes. I'm like, fuck yeah, give me that. <laughs> Start fucking lighting it up. And uh, and on top of that, she was uh, she was vegetarian. And dude, for me, I'm really I'm pretty picky with my uh, food and shit. And uh, yeah, I told her I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm vegetarian. I'm fucking it up. I'm fucking eating anything she's giving me. Just watering it down. Just like ready to make things happen. And uh, yeah, dude, there's yeah, it, it'll do it to you over there in Europe. They're fucking. And this is what's crazy, like. I'm just talking about France and Italy. I haven't even stepped foot in Spain yet. And I heard Spain mm. is fucked up. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Even oh. like English chicks, like you get like a, I, I, had, yeah. I had like a one fucking English bird that I was in love with for like pretty much 10 years. And she, she used to do the like dip <laughs> in and out of your life, like just to keep you in love with her. Yeah. And like, I, I've like yeah. slept, we like slept in the same bed a bunch of times, never fucked. And like, she was just one of those chicks. I wouldn't have time for that these they days. They do that shit, bro. They, yeah, just oh my on. God. I'm fucking, they do that shit. And I'm not the only one like, um, one of my friends, I won't blow him out, but he was in the same boat with some chick in Europe. Like they keep you in check and I'm fucking, dude, I mean, this chick, bro, I'm doing this to myself. She'll WhatsApp <laughs> me. I'll answer her right now. <laughs> Fuck this podcast. I'm ready to make I'm shit taking, happen. <laughs> I'm taking this fucking call. Hey, matter of fact, hold on. Let me give her, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let me just see if she's messaged me. That's fucking true, but dude, there's this uh, oh, the, dude the the French thing. Like I remember, sorry, Marv, I was so in love with Matilde, <laughs> like so <laughs> so in love with Matilde, dude. I legitimately thought, dude. Uh, I legitimately thought that I'd actually fucking have a chance with that chick. I was like, man, Marv ain't got shit on me. Like once I get over there, she's gonna fall in love with this film, dude. <laughs> like fuck the guy that's winning championships. She's gonna fall in love with the film guy. Dude. A little French accent. They oh. never fall in love with the film guy. No, nah, they, they never they do. Don't. It's funny. <laughs> nah, they don't funny. give a fuck what we can do with the camera. They're like, oh, cool. Like, who's the guy you're shooting? Hundred <laughs> percent, dude. Uh, there's a while we're while we're on the topic of Pornhub and French chicks. The uh, that that couple. Do <laughs> you know that Leo Lulu? Have you seen that channel, dude? I'll is that you. the? Is that who I think it is? The, I think I know the Asian chick. No, oh, she's dope too. The vlogger chick. Dude, <laughs> Fuck, that chick I just blew myself. No, nah, wait, no. Nah, I think that's cool content. Like we're fuck, we're talking as content people. Nah, I saw it on my browsing page. I was like, I'm just browsing the internet. Um, oh, this is kind of cool. What's a porn vlog? <laughs> hey, I'm fuck. I would be down with porn vlogging if I didn't have a fucking podcast that actually paid me. But I think that'd be fun. You'd be able to find some crazy. No, cool fuck it. We, would want we have that. the following already. We have yeah. the following already. Now we, we the base is set. You just gotta just go for it. You know. That's how we get. Paid. I, you know what? Maybe I'll pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> how does a Pornhub revenue work, dude? I think it pays pretty good. Like I, one of my friends, <laughs> she uh, she does OnlyFans. She at one point she was making five hundred k a month. Get the fuck out of here. I'm, I swear to God, it's shit, fucking hectic. Dude, that shit makes me, oh, it makes me so mad, dude, sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, man, that could be me. <laughs> that could be me. <sighs> yeah, I mean, there's some dude. fucking, there's some serious money to be made. But I'm pretty sure that um, she was telling me that she had like a video, like someone ripped something off her OnlyFans and then put it mm, up on yep. Pornhub. And then Pornhub 
redirects the money to her like they like flagged it as like that's oh, her really? and so like it took a while for him to get the video down but in the time she made like 6k us off like this video that was only up for like not that long so like i think there actually is some wow. pretty le- legit money in it but yeah this uh yeah that asian chick she fucking goes hard and she's french too right <laughs> yeah that's why <laughs> So, all right. That's so there's what I this. Thought you were talking about. Nah, I don't look so, at the names. I'm like, yeah, fucking chick. <laughs> Dude, nah. So there's another couple. I think they're like, Alex. Do you know Leo Lulu on Pornhub? Surely you've seen it, you little <laughs> fuck your line to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like this French couple. And dude, this chick is like 27 out of 10 and like making this like legit porn with a boyfriend. That's one of my only fans where I, I fucking give them money. I'm like completely fine with paying those yeah, two. They're living the, living the fucking dream. He's having threesomes and shit <laughs> with, his, with his chick and they're making dude, bank. Dude, so like, awesome. Unbelievable. I'm just like, I have zero fucking problem with like giving them money. <laughs> Yo, I just realized mid combo just now, uh, I'm like, fuck, I hope my parents aren't listening to this shit. <laughs> Dude, your mom DMs me on Instagram because she's 100%, she's for sure 100% listening to this. Mom, I'm 24. Like, give me a break now. I'm fucking. We just. This is me right here. (laughs) We we jerk off. It is what it is. And we fucking. We're human. Keep it real. And we pay amateur porn stars because they fucking deserve it. (laughs) I've actually said fuck way too many times knowing that your mom's going to listen to this. Nah, who gives a shit? I fucking. (laughs) That's one thing, though. uh, with With my dad, uh, vulgar language um eh, we, i was i was probably dropping an f-bomb at like <laughs> not like gnarly but i definitely it was a little more lenient that's like the shit kid though right there mm. but my my parents kept me on my my toes they kept they kept me on my toes but they were cool man i definitely that's like one comment <laughs> that i get a lot is people are like why do you have to swear so much bro honestly my dad says fuck Dude. probably eight times before i even get out of bed and finish breakfast like when i was growing up get out of fucking bed like it was just yeah that's like real world like like vocabulary though at the same time i know it's not like people don't like it but dude if i never even met you like okay for example let's say i got off um a red-eye flight and it's 6 a.m i get an uber to wherever i have to go Uber driver asked me, hey, how's it going? I'm going to be like, fuck, I'm pretty tired. Like, just, gonna be like, <laughs> just real, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just keep it real. Like, I don't, I maybe there should be a filter, but I don't know. I just think if I can be my actual self and say what I would actually say, uh, people will appreciate it and say like, oh, that guy's just fucking. Yeah, yeah. Put, put, putting on a, putting on an act. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, I, I've yeah. spoken about before, but yeah, I'm just like, man, I got to do this shit for a long time and I got to like. <laughs> Well, we're like hundreds of episodes into this thing. Like it's really hard to have a filter for like almost a thousand yeah. hours of podcasting, probably over a thousand hours of podcasting. Can you imagine having to try and bite your tongue but for that me, whole time? Yeah, I couldn't like, oh yeah. For me, I'd rather listen to actual conversations and us being like, you know, keeping it PG. I don't know. I mean, Proper. fuck that shit's real. Like that's why I think too is like, Team Fried, uh, okay, people think Team Fried is about weed. Um, 
but it's really not. It's it like it's truly like we're cooked. Like you know, you leave day in the dirt at the end of the week. Yeah, and yeah, you're fried. Yeah. But yeah. I think having that almost kind of um, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, edgy, maybe edgy. Like it relates more to people. People relate mm. more to that. You yeah. know. A reg, I mean, let's be honest. Like a kid that's sixteen, he can relate way more to us saying "fuck this, fuck that" than you know us trying to kind of watch what we say. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, fuck. Even with the porn up thing, I mean, the shit's pretty funny, but it's relatable, you know. <laughs> yeah, like we're all fucking doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking human. Like, who cares, man? This shit's not serious. Like, let's. I don't know. Life is too uh, uh, too short to. Take be all fucking serious like that. Yeah, all we're doing is just sitting here dying, <laughs> essentially. Straight up, bro. I I'm not even kidding. In my group chat this morning, um, I had my one friend who's like crazy conspiracy theorist, and he's just sending us fucking links all day long. And sorry, bro. <laughs> he's probably listening <laughs> to this, but I didn't mean this in a bad way. But he said something uh, about like a new fucking COVID thing or whatever, and I just replied, I'm like. Who gives a shit? We're all gonna fucking die anyways. <laughs> dude, like, we're dying. It's dark, but like, bro, it's true. Dude, we're dying right now. <laughs> like living right living is just actively dying. <laughs> so like yes. don't yeah. take yourself and you too know what fucking sucks serious. Too? We sleep a third of our life away. Yeah. How depressing is that kind of? Yeah, it's pretty a fucking. A third up. of our life. That's a fuck ton. That's a lot of time to be just like it's not crazy. really. And then where do you go when that happens? Like <laughs> just fucking lights are off, just done. Uh, you know what? I ask myself that all the time. And like I said, I'm not <laughs> religious, but I look at it either way. There's there's two ways. There's two options for me. Either boom, lights out, that's it. Boom, later. And as much as that sucks, you don't really know that it happens. So mm. it is what it is. Or there is something and... Hopefully it's going to be probably pretty fucking cool because it's you're experiencing something. So I look at either way, but yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. The, uh, I really don't get, um, scared of death though, to be honest. Like it's definitely sometimes on like your mind. I'm sure everybody always thinks about it, but, um, I'm just like, dude, honestly, if I die tomorrow, fucking just know I had a good ass life. I really did. I'm fucking 24 years old. I've been able to travel to a bunch of different countries all over the U.S. I've been able to travel fucking probably way more than my parents ever have. Mm. Like, I'm good. You know what I mean? Life life is good. The, the thing too, like, I actually don't think people think about death as much as what you probably think they would. Really? Like, I don't know. Griff, how many times do you think about dying? Once in a while. I do think about it a Do ya? Uh, the afterlife. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Maybe yeah, just the thought it. of like what what's next, you know? Mm. I think a lot of people think about that. But for me, like I said, I live so in the moment. Um, the what's next, it's like, we'll f- just fucking find out. Mm. But in the, time, in, in, in the meantime, I'm fucking here and I've got this. Let's make it happen. The people that are scared of dying, though, is like a weird thing because like, essentially if you look at the timeline of your life it's like you didn't exist and then you exist and then you didn't exist again 
So it's yeah. like in the first period of not existing, you really didn't care. <laughs> so it's like, what makes yeah. you think that in the exactly. second period of not existing, you'll give a fuck? Like you probably won't give a fuck. Now, even, even I thought about like die if you die like a super gnarly death, like if you burn to death, like that's probably the worst way to go. <sighs> it's like once oh it's over, God. it's over, and you ain't gonna give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, just straight up. Dude, that's one thing I will say. If I could choose, I want it to be pretty instant. I wouldn't want. Or or if you're going to flex about death, like, yo, Tom just died. Yo, what happened? Dude, he got mauled by a fucking shark. It's like, holy shit, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Instead of just the same, like, just fucking, oh, he fucking, oh, he had cancer. He had, and that's obviously the really got sad. Him. <laughs> I'm not trying to, like, joke but you know what I mean? But like, yeah. dude, that's pretty gnarly. Um, but I look at, okay, my positive side is, dude, maybe we are in the first step. And then shit gets crazy after this. We think this shit's crazy now. See what happens next. And to um, like when I listen to podcasts all summer, um, I listen to a lot of like um, just different genres. But uh, one that struck a lot to me was, uh, I think it was Joe Rogan. And they were talking about like psychedelics and how everything kind of, there's a connect there's a connection there you know with mm. the universe and all that shit so and dreaming too you know don't, don't we like produce dmt when we're dreaming mm. like if this is the first step then there's you know there might be some shit i don't, I don't know i'm not a fucking scientist so the, i i think I like know. dude we're just dreaming constantly like there's nothing what there's if no this is a dream and when we're sleeping is real yeah we just wouldn't know well, I feel like that so many people can like share this though. So like you can confirm reality yeah. to other people. So that's like probably, yeah. but in terms of <laughs> like, just dumb. <laughs> no, it's not like you don't, you ultimately don't know, but it's like the, we're, what we're having is like a shared dream in a sense, because it's like your brains never had contact with the outside world. Like the, the you're not looking out of windows in your head like you're the eyes like there's light yeah. hitting your eyes and then there's like fucking shit that goes into your brain and then that brain then produces like this dream state to where like it's like a model of reality so in in, in that sense like when you're dreaming like when you feel like you're having a real vivid dream that's the fucking same as your normal life except the only difference is that you can like confirm the reality like you know, me and Griff are sitting in the same room right now. So it's like, I'm like, you see what I'm seeing? Like, you seeing that yeah. that wall looks like that and there's a Red Bull fridge. It's like, yeah, okay, okay, we're good. So we're in the same place yeah. having the same experience. But in terms of like how we're experiencing it, it's like he's watching the same dream and I'm watching the same dream. Like neither of us are like outside of our fucking brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm not even high and this is fucking me up right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sh I fucking love thinking about this shit. That's pretty much like all I think about other than <laughs> the fucking work. Dude, I will say, I think like, I don't know how it is for you, but ever since I feel like 23 to 24 now, fuck, dude, a lot more like almost, I like more uh, open and in, in thinking a lot more about like, more shit if that makes sense and like mm. almost trying to like what the fuck is all what's good with this what's life what is good with <laughs> what this the, you know what, what i mean up to? trying to like you know dude, what the fuck dude and like we can get crazy into this shit like space that shit trips me the fuck out like think about that shit you know we're fucking tiny little ants on the sidewalk compared to the rest of the shit you know 
dude it's wild it's really i've been wild. reading uh i've been reading a bunch of of books around like uh <clears throat> well i read this really crazy book on chaos theory and um basically it's like talking about like fractals and shit and if you heard like you hear rogan he talks about like dmt and stuff it's like this fractal universe like mm-hmm. you just kind of go i haven't done dmt it's definitely on my to-do list um but yeah i uh i started like you'd hear all the way that people talk about like psychedelics and fractals and shit like that and then um in chaos theory that's like basically how like fractal geometry was found and essentially like the i guess the where people are at with like the model of reality is essentially it's just like this one big fractal universe and then we have like our senses so like our hearing our sight um our you know taste and smell it's basically all uh predicated on like waves like detecting waves mm-hmm. so it's like waves of light yeah, yeah. waves of sound so they're all Cause like and effect right yeah and it's all like oscillating so like the reason you hear sounds <laughs> is like you get a peak and a trough in a wave and it's like we're just yeah. tuned in terms of like what our reality is and like the world that we live in and like what we see is basically like this really limited set of oscillations in the universe like stability like stable oscillations in this like kind of fractal space and then we like model our own reality onto like this region of stability but you can see in like fractal geometry that you've got like you've got this really limited space where there's like uh like uh periodic oscillations and then from there like you start to get this like weird period doubling and then it it doubles so there's like two peaks and troughs before it gets back to um like where it started and then it goes to four and then it goes to eight and 16 and then once you do these iterations it just goes into like this deterministic chaos and then they can actually like predict so there's like chaos and then stability and then chaos you can actually like actively predict where uh the stability is like in the the fractal in our it's kind of like history repeating itself basically right yeah yeah so it's like that that stability of like uh you've just got this um yeah you've just got like these periods of stability like you've got this this wave like this vibration in the air that creates a wave that then we hear as a certain pitch and then all those pitches are meshing together and then you've got like the light waves that come into your eyes and then they get they're stable and then they can be I guess like decoded in a sense and I think that's why you know you circle back to like I guess the art conversation I guess that's why art is so impactful in it there's so much like meaning in art is because it's like you're just creating something out of the chaos like the fucking entire universe is just this like chaotic mess and when you make art and you, you you're like think about making music you know like you've got a symphony of notes and those notes yeah. are just like yeah. like one violin that's like yeah. a, a wave that's going up it's and down wild. so it's like you're just gathering all of these like random stable elements and then you're just producing something that just has the it like has meaning like it can make you feel a certain way so that's the i think about that shit yeah. fucking constantly 
Yeah, dude, that shit's fuck. You're fucking me up right now. <laughs> shit's crazy. This shit is crazy. But dude, I I think about that shit all the time. Like, <coughs> excuse me. I'm not um. I'm really not like uh, what's the word? I'm not like nerdy or anything. Like I'm not like I just have interest in that kind of stuff, but I don't mm. geek out on it either. That's just kind of I think about it. There's you know life in general, and yeah. I don't know. That's just crazy what you just said. <laughs> 30, weird 30 minutes to go from Pornhub to Fractal Geometry. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and what's crazy too is uh, all that shit you said, like us hearing and seeing how quick and instant it is too. Mm. You know? Like, it's it's wild. Yeah, well, the craziest part it's of that crazy. too is that like we know, like science knows that there's a huge delay on what so like light and sound they travel at completely different speeds but when you click your fingers there's no delay and it's like the easy like layman's way it's like oh well there's not a there's not a delay like it's too close to actually notice the delay but they actually have measured the fact that that it's almost like a rendering you know like when you've got like ram you've got like this random access memory that then um is yeah. like trying to always stay in front of like the processing like that's literally what our brain's doing so in some sense in a in a scientific sense the present moment that you're experiencing is always in the past fuck <laughs> it's fucking heavy dude yeah yeah it is goddamn <laughs> Would you uh would you ever go to space if you had the chance? Mm, I don't know, eh. Fuck, I guess. It'd be pretty sick. I I mean it definitely I would love to see planet Earth from space. Like you get on the yeah. you know, the space station and then you see that view of like yeah. the fucking ball. Because yeah. I mean, I've had some like you would have as well, but I've had some like crazy experiences where Alaska um scotland like these places where you just have like yeah. these fucking incredible views and they just yeah they just hit you like there's something weird happens you know like the center of your experience yeah. kind of drops away and you're just like you really get like there. goosebumps and stuff yeah yeah so imagine yeah i think like going to space, space. <laughs> would oh yeah dude i think it would be like the most beautiful and scariest thing to see at the same time mm. Yeah, and I, I would probably like, cry if I saw it though. Oh, definitely. I uh, I wonder Yeah. I wonder if we can even like comprehend that shit though. Like I wonder if like there's stuff that's just too like we can make calculations and shit with like computers and we can do all that. So I feel like we've got these pretty insane capabilities, but I just don't think our mental processing can actually keep up with what's going on and even what we were talking before about like the numbers you know you see like a million people watch the youtube channel in a month and you're like it's a fucking lot (laughs) it's like yeah you actually can't comprehend that like you can't you physically can't wrap your head around what a million people looks like yeah seriously i don't even know what a million dollars looks like (laughs) that's another good example it's like how much fucking money is that (laughs) like dude it's a lot but at the same time i mean i'm not a millionaire but i know that goes quick as well it's a lot but it's not you know yeah actually fucking eli tomac's case at monster cup that's how much a million dollar is 
Yeah, yeah. I should have fucking stole that thing when I had the chance. <laughs> yeah, you were probably right there. It was on the podium, dude. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, we honestly, we that's the best way to go. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. You good? You good? No, I was just gonna say, if I were to just say fuck it in moto, <laughs> and I wanted my way out, Monster Cup, I'm stealing the million later. <laughs> <laughs> That's your fucking 401k. Peace. Uh, well, I'll, uh, that's probably an awesome way to end this episode of Gypsy Tales. That three hours went quick, Tommy Tenders. Yeah, fucking hell, dude. Good news is it's uh, Taco Tuesday over here, so you know what I'm about to get myself into. Where, where are you going to go? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to Grindstone tonight. The old, uh, you've been there, obviously, the old bird yeah. house. I'm yeah. going to stay there tonight and, uh, yeah, go film some of the Grindstone kids uh, ride Supercross tomorrow. I think uh, Robbie Wageman and Dylan Walsh. So should oh. be fun. I'm excited, yeah. actually. It's going to change it up instead of always filming uh, Jason on the Supercross. That's all I've really filmed so far this year. Yeah. So. Actually, before you go, how's he looking? Should we, should we, I need a YouTube segment out of this. Give oh. me some clickbait, Tommy T. <laughs> Uh, fuck. Yeah, spit, dude, straight, uh, spit straight bait. From what I've seen, um, good, man. Like, he, it's, it's weird because for me, I was friends with him the year he won his championship. But at the same time, I wasn't really around mm. to see what was happening. You know, test track days, off season. I wasn't really around. And um, it's, yeah, it feels this off season right now feels a little different. I'm also I've been really busy. I haven't been able to spend enough more time with him. Um, but every time I've seen him, he looks just yeah. It just keeps improving, and he seems really happy on the bike. Um, <clears throat> it almost seems like uh, these past couple of years since his championship have been, in my opinion, just a lot of bad luck. Honestly, the speed's there. He's good. Bad luck, mentally maybe not there um, with a bunch of shit, obviously. Everybody, there was a bunch of shit that was going on. Um, so I think this whole change is like really, really good for him. I'm like super pumped for him. I think um, it's a big revival for his career. And the team is stoked. That's the biggest thing. We were, we were all tripping like, yo, is Cowie going to be cool with like, you know, Team Fried and us being there and stuff? And mm. dude, first day, open arms, like, we're uh, I think tomorrow is they're doing team shoots or stuff. Um, Matt and I are supposed to get team fucking gear. <laughs> like I've never had like I never asked for it at Husky or anything either. But it's just weird, like just little things like that. Um, Husky's obviously a really great team and they were awesome to him. Um, and Cowie is just dude. It's 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 next level. It really mm. is. It's fucking insane. And um, and they're really stoked for all of us to be there and they're happy with Jason. And, uh, dude, first time I've ever been, like, asked by... So his crew chief, Theo, he's awesome, by the way. He, um, this is, like, two weeks into... Two, three weeks into Supercross. And he just comes up to me, like, mid-moto. I'm, like, going around filming. And he's like, so, like, what do you think? I'm like, dude, good. Like, he looks, he looks awesome. He's like, hey, like, if you see anything, you know, you let me know. And in my head, I'm like the fuck i'm like yeah. i'm just filming like he yeah. looks good you know what i mean but i'm i had no way in, like 
dude, I wouldn't fucking be like, hey, bro, that like setting, I don't, mm, I don't like that. That's <laughs> he needs to go back, dude. <laughs> but dude, yeah, he he looks awesome. He he he's he's hungry. He always is. That's the thing, though. He's had bad luck. People think he's a lazy dude, but that motherfucker cares. He really mm. does. And um, he would ride his dirt bike till he fucking can't. I'm telling you right now, he loves riding his dirt bike and um, he's always trying. Don't think he's not because even on days that he has bad, everybody has bad days. And um, even on those days, he's, he's still trying 100%. So I'm excited. Let's, uh, let's go kick ass. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm excited for him too. Um, did the, the Husky, like, did the team vibe change a lot when Bobby left? Yeah. Yeah. There was, I mean, there was so much going on mm. between that and just him leaving Alton's. There was just so much going on. And at that point, it was like, I for me, seeing, it looked like it was just very overwhelming. And it was just like, dude, I'm good on this. You yeah. Know? That's, for me, that's what I, that's what it seemed like to me. Um, you know, obviously he probably has his, own reasons and stuff but yeah it just um it, it was also bittersweet too because um his last race was at paula paula won so there wasn't even really a last hoorah and mm. it sucks because i felt like uh he deserved one dude i mean he he's done a lot for that team and i'm sure they wanted to give him one as, as well it's just shitty timing um but yeah it was um it's just it's sad it's sad but it's also um exciting and i think um over the last couple of years with you know a little bit of bad luck and all the bullshit going on he's been written off a little bit in my opinion and yeah. um <clears throat> i say let's go fucking show him what's up because he's still right in the mix yeah nah that's so dope man and i'm excited for you guys like as a as a crew i think um yeah i just I mean, I know you boys and I care for you guys all personally, but I just think like as a crew to be doing what you're doing, it's just so unique in moto. And I think that you guys inspire so many people and like even, you know, fuck, I hope Jason can go out and win and get himself another yeah. championship yeah. and just like be on the box. But like, if that's not what happens, yeah. you guys are still going to inspire so many people and like as far as the culture goes and like needing you guys it's like we need you guys to be at races and we <laughs> we need what what you guys do so i mean obviously like there's the want for jason to fucking kill it and he definitely can yeah but it's like even if he doesn't we still need you motherfuckers there dude and and we haven't so <clears throat> ever since we started team fried we still haven't had an official win other than off-season win races, yeah. those are the only times I've been able to film Jason fully win. Yeah, I haven't able I haven't been able to get that overall win yet. So I'm I'm I think it's it's coming because fucking he's been damn close too many times and uh, he yeah he'll be back. For yeah, sure. this year this year it happens for sure. Tommy Tanders. Yeah. nailed it mate you killed your first gypsy tails i'm so pumped that we made it happen Jeez, it was good bro. too it was like a little little quick i saw on your gram that you're in california and i was like fuck we need to get him on yeah 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 fuck i'm dude i'm i'm you know what i was actually kind of like man i wonder how this is gonna go i feel like i can't ever talk three hours and i just did 
Um, <clears throat> and I'm yeah, I'm always down to shoot the shit, bro. We got all the fucking little stories now. Let's just shoot the shit. I'll tell way, dude. I have way. If you guys think that like it's actually not that funny the french story with that chick it's kind of sad but <laughs> we've got a lot of those <laughs> well yeah we'll, we'll definitely um yeah we'll get you back on i need to figure out i want to do the full like i know that we're going to do a full team fried podcast we got to do that but i think i need to be in the states for that yeah. one or you guys just like need to yeah need to be, or to we'll be, be back yeah, yeah i think i'll probably be over there before before you guys are here but i feel like that's probably going to be yeah. one of the first podcasts that goes down in like the the full studio fuck yeah that'd Make be sick all right uh, brother well uh, i don't know what i mean they're they're not like podcast people but i will fucking make sure we us three will get on there because yeah, i had I think, last time so yeah thanks I think that'll, for having me nah man i appreciate it dude and uh yeah fucking big love and uh i'm excited i'll just be watching as a fan every time that that team fried shit drops i get that <laughs> notification and smack it up you know fuck yeah 